Blog Talk Radio.
Shalom, shalom, my brothers and sister. Welcome to the Lord's Hour. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is so awesome. Our God is so good. Hallelujah. Well, brothers and sisters, I got an urgent and very important word to put out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, because people will see the fulfillment of it very soon. Thank you, Lord, and, and praise to God. Before God... Um, brings a word uh, before anything happens, hallelujah, God, hallelujah, speaks through his prophet before any major event, his word says, hallelujah, God, shalom to our sister, house mama, thank you, Lord, shalom to everyone, thank you, Jesus, praise you, God, God, nothing happens before God reveals it to his servant, the prophet, the word, I meant to say, thank you, Lord. And so, praise you, Jesus. Brothers and sisters, the Lord Jesus Christ is very sad for the events that are about to take place, especially on the United States. Other parts of the world are going to be majorly affected with what is about to come. And I'm more... I'm going to say more about the U.S. than other countries, but I am going to mention other countries that are going to be affected too. Praise the Lord tonight by the earthquake and tsunami that are about to hit this earth, brothers and sisters. Before I go, hallelujah, before I begin sharing what was shown to me, I want to go into the Word of God. There are a different in the Word of God, in the Bible, will, will show us that different. I want you to see that different with me. Um, when the Bible talks about earthquakes in the Old Testament and in the New Testament are totally different than in the book of Revelation. And I'm going to show you the difference between the earthquakes in the Old Testament, the New Testament, until you get to the book of Revelation. There is a very great difference. And that's what I'm going to show you tonight by the Word of God. Thank you, Jesus. I hope God will speak to your life through this message and, and will help you to keep repenting. There are many backsliding, many that, can, that have not waited on the Lord as they should, as the Lord had asked them to. And this is very sad in the heart of God, in the heart of the Lord, who went to see for his, for his children day and night, brothers and sisters. He's very saddened by death, brothers and sisters. I want to play this audio from Prophet Martinez so you can hear how sad God is. And then I'm going to share uh, the Bible verses and then the word. Thank you, Jesus. Hear, hear what God has to say through his, one of his prophets. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise to God. Thank you, Lord. And I apologize, my internet. 
Uh, praise the Lord, I've gotten slow. Lord Jesus, please help this internet. Uh, speed up, Lord Jesus, mighty Lord, mighty God, we bind the strong man and all hindering spirit. From north to south, we east to west, up and down. In Jesus' name, break, Lord, the power of the evil one, Lord. But I try to make this internet slow, Lord. Mighty Jesus, help me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Help me, mighty God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, mighty Lord, mighty God. Help me, Jesus, to get this program done tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I got no audio right now. Oh, my goodness. What is going on here? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I apologize, brothers and sisters. Um, seems like I lost my internet connection. Praise you, Jesus. You said you can hear me. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Uh, praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, if you can hear me, give me a one. Want to make sure I am on the air since of this problem with the internet. I apologize. It's just the weather over here. Uh, it's been raining. It's been really uh, um, windy. 
And so it's been very difficult, praise you, Lord. But the Lord wants me to bring this out, this uh, message today, and I want to go ahead and, and bring it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, dear sister. Praise you, guys. Thank you, Jesus. So I, I would just continue then. Thank you, Lord. If you can hear me, fine. Thank you, Lord. I apologize to those that cannot hear me. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So, yes, brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Uh, judgment is about to come. And praise you, Lord. Uh, God has been warning his children that this ju judgment is about to come. Be careful with days. Again, be very careful with those that are given days. No month, no days. No one knows the hour for these things. But yes, it's been shown to me that earthquakes and tsunami are about to come. I will give details a little later, but please don't focus on me. Here is what Father said through this prophet Martinez, and I'll be back. Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters, body of Christ, body of Christ. This is the prophetess of the Most Highest God. I have been speaking to the Lord all day today. For the message that he gave me to give to you all. It is a sad and heartbreaking message. Please pray for me as I give forth this message. Because this is the saddest one I've ever received from my father. Today is August the 3rd, 2016. The message is called, Pray My Children, Pray. Today, while I was in prayer, I heard Abba crying for his children who have backslidden and will not come back to him. And I was crying and asking him about the things that are happening all around us and crying for my stubborn loved ones. And I saw Father God crying and he told me, my child, I wanted to bring all my children to where I am. But I will not, it will not be, I will not be bringing them. For they have left me. I have not forsaken them, but they have forsaken me. They have left their faith, trust, and hope. They once had in me, and it saddens my heart, my beloved, that this will not be. I have made many, many mansions in my father's house for my children to come and rest with me for all eternity. But as you can see, my beloved, this will not be because they will not repent of their sins or their lives that they live. Oh, my beloved, blessed are they who are making themselves ready to come home with me. Blessed are they who wash their robes in blood, my blood, and was set free. Oh, my. Oh, my beloved, it saddens me. And I cried, and I cried, and I cried, and I cried, and I said, I am so sorry, my father, that your creation has turned against thee. I cried, brothers and sisters, so much. 
because our father is crying and he is getting ready at any moment to come and take us home with him. But there were many, many that were serving him last year, two years ago, three, four, five, six years ago, that are not serving him today, <laughs> not serving him no longer. They are not going to go home because they went back to their sin and shame. Father God put Jesus, his son, upon the cross for our sins. His blood was shed for us to to wash us and make us clean and holy, to be taken home with him. All I would say to the Lord Jesus, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry that this is happening. But you have many, Father God, that have remained faithful to you, and they have not denied your name. That walk in your spirit and in your truth. And he goes, yes, that is so, but I wanted to take all my children home. Sorry, brothers and sisters, this is this is so hard this message I received from my father. This was a very sad and hard message to receive from Abba. In my heart and in my spirit. Very sad message. Given to me today to give to all of you. Love Yeshua, your eternal Father. Brothers and sisters, by your grace, by your grace. I don't know how many of you have ever seen our Lord and Savior, Father and God crying or heard Him crying in the Spirit. But it is so sad. Very, very sad. He loves us so much. He loves each and every one of us so much. How could any of us hurt him? How could any of us backslide? <laughs> leave leave what he did for us. Leave him. He is the lover of our soul and the keeper of our hearts, people. <laughs> we can't let him 
go through this pain. He went through so much pain already for us. We cannot allow him to have much pain. <laughs> we cannot allow him to go through no more pain. <laughs> we can't, brothers and sisters, body of Christ, body of Christ. Shalom. Be blessed. And we are out of here. See you in the air. I love you all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There you go. God is very sad, brothers and sisters, because, hallelujah, of the events that are about to come to the earth. And um, thank you, Jesus. His children are now repenting as he had asked them to through his prophet, to get their life ready with him. The Bible says very clear in Revelation 19 that his bride had made herself ready. It's up to us to repent. God has given us the gift of repenting, and it's up to us, hallelujah, to repent, to be in repentance now, now, hallelujah, to be taken for granted God's prophet, God's messages. Because the time of warning is ending. Now is the time of judgment. It's what I saw. It's what I'm going to tell tonight, brothers and sisters. But before I do, I'm going to go into the Word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. God is good. In the book of Zechariah 14, 5, uh, 14.5 says, And ye shall flee unto the valleys of the mountains, for the valleys of the mountains, to reach unto Asel, yea, ye should flee like as ye fled from the earthquakes in the days of Usia, king of Judah. The Lord my God shall come and all the saints with him. This sounds to me like the end of the tribulation. But he is also coming for his bride, though. That, that, is, that is a true fact. That Jesus is coming for his bride. That he promised her he will come for her. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And then we got Matthew 24, 7. For nation shall rise against nation, hallelujah, and realm against realm, hallelujah, kingdom against kingdom. There should be famine and pestilence and the earthquakes in diverse places. Now, realms against realm. This is the, the hallelujah, um, the Geneva translation, what I meant to say. Praise the Lord. Realms, realms. Hallelujah. The King James of nations. Amen. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Mark 13, 8 says, for nation, so this is, this is, I just share what Matthew saw. Now look what Mark heard. Uh, for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there should be earthquakes in diverse quarters. But then he says also this, and there should be famine and trouble. These are the beginning of sorrow. This is why we need to, brothers and sisters, read what all four apostles talks about and what they heard Jesus said, teaching, because they all have something different to say from each other. Amen? And I'm going to read what Luke's out to say in regard to this. But you see what Mark just, just added to this revelation. He says, these are the beginning of sorrow, the beginning of sorrow. Uh, praise the Lord. It's not sorrow, you. It's not the great tribulation yet, is what he's saying. It is only the beginning. 
Praise you, Lord. Of that sorrow. We're not in it yet, but it's about to begin. The tribulation is about to begin. I want to share some somewhat about the tribulation tonight. Because I had someone ask me to talk about the tribulation because it has been a great help. And not many people would like to stay in the tribulation. There are people repenting, repenting, because the Lord has quickened them to repent. Because they can feel in their spirit how close the tribulation is. It's very close. That's why the warning tonight, brothers and sisters, is a very serious warning. Because judgment, hallelujah, how already commenced. And that's what I'm going to talk about tonight. Thank you, Lord. 21.11, and great earthquakes, great earthquakes shall be in thy very places, and hungers and pestilence, and fearful things, and great signs that shall be, there should be from heaven. Amen. Uh, from heaven. Uh, there are two ways to take this, or to see this, or believe this, from heaven and the heavenly above, or from heaven from God. I, what I saw, what God showed me, was from God. Thank you, Lord. And, and and I knew it was God doing this. Praise you, Lord. And I'm going to tell you why. Thank you, Jesus. I'll get a little later. I just got to read the word. Because everything that God has to say is in his word. Everything we need to know is in his word. The word of God teaches our brothers and sisters. Amen. Uh, Jesus talks about a great earthquake, referring to the time of, of the difficult time, the beginning of sorrow, but going into tribulation, everything is great. That's one of the signs that is shown in the book of Revelation about the great tribulation. Jesus was the one that said great tribulation. He uses the word great. And then he says, like it never been before and like it never has again, like it never been, will be again. It never happened before. It'll never happen again. But you may say, what about when? After the thousand years, the Bible says, Revelation 20, that Satan is going to be loose for a short time. Isn't that going to be like a, like a great tribulation? No. Absolutely no. And I can explain to you why. Satan, it is just one individual, one fallen angel. But right now, he got billions of them with him, working with him, so you can understand me better. Doing evil with him, billions of them, brothers and sisters. Doing evil with him. When he's bound that thousand years, he get out by himself. And then he go gather the nation, people. But right now, he, he in the tribulation, he loses all his demons. It's what the Bible teaches us. Praise the Lord. Of course, there will be people that will disagree. But we've got to stay in the word. So he's one individual. Amen. So uh, nation against nation. So Jesus said, great tribulation. Like it never was before, like it never be again. That's what the tribulation is. Now, Revelation 6, 12. And behold, when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun was a block of suckler of hair, and the moon was like blood. Now, here you can see that the great tribulation, as Jesus said, it will come, talking about the seven-year tribulation, now, in the tribulation, uh, Revelation 6, 12, which is in the, in the pure event of the tribulation, when, when all these demons are loose and they're doing evil, they're killing people up and down, 30 foot demons are walking the earth, and the daylight people are running from them, 
trying to hide somewhere, but they can't. Brothers and sisters, the Bible says, And behold, there was open a sex seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake. The sun was a block, a circle of hair, and the moon was like blood. In a different time, Jesus has taken me to the tribulation. I saw a lot of evil. I saw a lot of demons doing evil to people. But at one time, when I was wondering, when will all that evil begin in those seven years? Because I did not know, brothers and sisters. And unless I hear from the Lord, I'm not going to make conclusion. No, no. Unless, if it's in the Word, it's in the Word. But if you don't know, you wait on the Lord. So I was waiting on the Lord before I can share even more. Because I have hundreds of people, maybe more, asking me daily more for more information. The Father showed me a, a revelation of the tribulation, and I saw thousands and billions and millions of demons coming from the air right at the beginning of the tribulation. And people could see them, and people were coming out of the movies from a theater somewhere, and they were looking out to the cloud, and I could hear young people in their, seven, in their teen years screaming and running from these demons. And I saw how the demon was coming into them, and it looks like as the demon got into the body, it caused them great pain that they didn't want the demon in them. It was something horrible, brothers and sisters. But this was God showing me the beginning of the tribulation. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. This, uh, hallelujah, yesterday morning, what the Lord showed me, the Lord took me to the, to the earth plate. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the earth plate, but I have a short audio that explains what the earth plates are. Amen. He took me and the spirit to the, where, to the bottom of the earth, where the earth plates are meet each other. And when I got there, brothers and sisters, what I saw was that God was shifting the earth plates. But what the Lord was revealing to me, that every, every, every word that he had given me for his people in the prophet's word, too, that we have heard so many times here on the Lord's Tower, brothers and sisters, they all came to this moment, the Lord was revealing to me, to be fulfilled just, just at this, uh, this moment where I was standing looking at the earth plate. Hallelujah. And how they were shifting. We know that a lot of earthquakes have been happening in the Solomon Island, which is offshore. And not, pe people cannot be heard there. But in these major cities, if the earth plate shift as the scientists are watching them, they will be major, brothers and sisters, earthquakes, hallelujah, happening around the world. Let me play an audio. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Because I'm sure a lot of people don't know what the earth plates are. But I'm going to thank you, Lord, uh, help my brothers and sisters understand more what they are. Thank you, Jesus. Before I continue, thank you, Lord. Because I'm going to share to you what I saw after that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. So let me share what the earth, earth plates are. I, I'm sorry for the delay here. Okay. Here is uh, the Titanic plates I'm talking about. Here a little bit about them. To understand more about plate tectonics and continental drift, 
we have to look deep inside the Earth. The Earth's interior consists of several different layers. The inner core, which is believed to be solid iron and which is very hot. The outer core, which is believed to consist of rocky material so hot and under such great pressure that it is in a liquid state. The mantle, which is not as hot as the outer core and not as liquid. The mantle's outermost portion is solid. This is the solid outer portion of the mantle. Above this is the outermost layer of the earth, the crust. Together, the crust and solid outer portion of the mantle form the Earth's outer shell. They are referred to as the lithosphere. It's not always easy to see the Earth's crust. It's covered by vegetation and the oceans. But if you could drain the Earth's oceans and strip away our planet's vegetation, the Earth might look something like this. Now we can see the Earth's hard outer shell. And if you look closely, you can also see the shell is cracked. The red glowing lines mark the places where the Earth's shell is cracked into tectonic plates. Each plate carries a continent or an ocean basin, or sometimes both. The plates are moving at an average rate of one to two inches a year in a variety of directions, carrying continents and ocean basins with them. Here's why the plates are moving. Scientists believe material in the mantle is circulating much as it is doing here. The movement may be caused by heat within the mantle. You can get an idea of how heat can cause a circulating movement by watching rice as it boils. What you see happening within this beaker is similar to what's happening within the Earth's mantle. As mantle material moves, perhaps only inches a year, it causes the plates above it to move as well. In some places, plates are moving in opposite directions. They are moving apart. The area where two plates are moving apart is called a divergent boundary. In other places, plates are colliding. The area... Thank you, Lord. So I just want to play the audio for a little so you can get an idea what is happening. This, these earth plates brothers and sisters, are the one with the, the earth, that shifted the earthquakes to the different places of the earth. We've seen in the Solomon Islands, if I check on the internet how much earthquake they had in these past months, and the A, 7A and, and maybe higher, they've been a lot. But it's offshore. No no one can, can, can feel them. A major city, these, these earthquakes will cause tremendous damage. And that's what what I was being shown to me. I was standing there watching these plates move. The earth was shifting in a way that now the earthquakes are going to begin in the United States, brothers and sisters, in some modern part of Europe like they never been before. Yes, they were believed in, in 2000 and 1911, I believe it was was in one of the major earthquakes in San Francisco. 
this is going to begin major earthquake, brothers and sisters, like they never had it again on this earth. And it's going to commence in the United States and some other part of the world that they have not seen earthquakes for may, almost for over, over 100 years, I believe. Over, over 100 years, they have not seen this type of earthquake. But what I knew down there, that the Lord was revealing this to me, is that once they begin, they're not going to stop. They're going to go from state to state, destroying everything. I remember being up in Massachusetts over three years ago, and in these earthquakes at one time, the Lord was showing them to me, going up from, I knew they were coming from California up to Massachusetts, and just going up in New Hampshire, and I'm like, oh, my God. And the spirit, I had a clear understanding that these, these earthquakes were going from state to state, destroying these states in such a way with such a violent brothers and sisters. But again, people pray, people repent, and thousands of people gather, especially in Boston, Massachusetts, to repent. When God had me speak of his judgment, there were thousands of, uh, 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 hallelujah, uh, brothers and sisters who gathered together, including in California, and they repented, and they asked God to remove this judgment. But this year has been different, hallelujah. And this last year, God's been calling people to repent, but for more people are backsliding in these last year. And what the Lord was revealing to me, now this is beginning. And this, is, this makes the Lord Jesus very sad. It's very hard for him because he loved the United States so much in, this, in these countries in Europe. But this is commencing. This is beginning. These earthquakes will begin any day now. Any day. I don't know the day. I don't know the hour. But I tell you, I had a clear understanding from the Lord. When he took me down there, he was showing me I was standing up like in the front of 500 uh, inch uh, or 500 feet uh, screen from side to side, up and down from side to side. And I'm looking at these plate brothers. This is a very clear. I, I, I could see the shift happening with the earthquake will be moved to the United States now from the Solomon Island. Now they're going to the United States, and it's not going to be for good. I can fear the Lord's heart as this was happening, as this, as this place, as they were moving to cause this, these earthquakes in the United States and tsunamis, brothers and sisters, oh, God, and, and he, loved, he loves his people. He loves his people. Now, then he took me in the spirit to Trinidad uh, Barbados, hallelujah, Thank you, Lord. And, and a lot of you, I don't know if you if you're familiar with Trinidad. Hallelujah. I believe it's closer to Spain. Trinidad closer to Spain. I know a man of God. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Trinidad Tobago. Trinidad Tobago. No, whatever. Tobago. I'm sorry. The pronunciation. My mind is not that good. Amen. And I was taken there in the spirit by the Lord. And, I w and in the spirit, I saw this man of God there praying and ministering to people. Brothers and sisters, this is a warning to the people of Trinidad. They need to hear this warning from God. Earthquakes and tsunami are about to begin and hit that land on a major, major scale. 
I saw people running for their life. I saw buildings coming down on people and killing them, brothers and sisters. It was such a destruction that survival, thank you, survival. Uh, it, it's such a destruction coming down because remember, the place is shifting. Now it's the United States and up that part there of the earth. And, the, and I was taken there in the spirit, and I'm running with the people. And I remember running to, to pray for certain people that was asking for prayer. People were asking for prayer, and I went to, to help them. But God is very angry of that part of the, of, the, of the earth. There's so much sin there, and demonic oppression is what I can see in the spirit. I can see demon in people's life. I, I was running to certain of them. And I was rebuking the demon out of them. I could see the demon come out of these people clearly, brothers and sisters. The church there needs to get into repenting. The church in Trinidad Tobago needs to get into repenting, serious repenting. We have listeners there that listen to the Lord's Tower. They need to get into serious repenting with God. God is very angry at the sin of this earth, and the people refusing to repent refusing to receive what Jesus did on the cross for free for them. It was free to them, but it was a pain to the Lord. He suffered the pain for each and one of us, brothers and sisters. And people need to really take the message serious and begin to repent. That part of Trinidad Tobago need to get in, in serious repentance with God because the judgment is about to begin Serious judgment is coming to that island, to that place, to that part of the earth, and many people will lose their life. I can hear the alarm from the city as the earthquake was shaking the land and tsunami was coming, about to come into the land. And I can see hundreds and thousands of people running from the tsunami because they were not about to be killed by then. They didn't want to be killed. Some people running into building. I ran into the building with a... With a with some people, but I could see the building coming apart because the shaking was really bad. If you want to go back and look at the, uh, uh, on the uh, uh, last month and the month before of the, earth, of the earthquake, hallelujah, that had hit the earth and the Solomon Island, that will tell you that once the place is shifting, the earthquake will be moved to the other part of the earth. And if they're going to hit other part of the earth as they have been hitting the Solomon Island, you can imagine how much earthquakes are going to hit. I, was, I had a clear understanding from the Lord, brothers and sisters, that once they begin here in the United States, they're going to go from state to state, these earthquakes. And I said, Lord, if this is going to bring that earthquake in California, that earthquake in California is about to hit California also, brothers and sisters. I cannot tell you the day or the hour. But I could see the beginning of the shifting of the plate, and they will be in shift, and, and, and they will not be in hold back. They will not be in stop. They will not be in slow down. They will just shifting with these earthquakes will begin in the United States and this part of, of, uh, of Europe, brothers and sisters, where there are millions of people, millions of lives will be at stake. These judgments, brothers and sisters, are serious judgments. And I believe this might be, again, one of my last warnings from the Lord. 
in regard to this. I have said this morning to the Lord, Lord, uh, can I come on, on Sunday life and just say, say, say this? The Lord says, no, this word needs to be out. The word, his word needs to be out. He wants this message out to his people. So be very clear. said, okay, Lord, I will do it. Praise you, Lord. I was doing some work around the house, very tired. My body was hurting, but the Lord wanted me to come on and say this. I'm here to say this. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But brothers and sisters, I tell you this, these judgments are about to come. I knew as I was standing in front of those plates, as the Lord was confirming to me, that all these messages that he had me give on the Lord's hour was all leading to this judgment that was about to begin. I know that the fulfillment the Lord was revealing to me of all these words that the Lord has given me, this will be the fulfillment. This is the beginning of the fulfillment, hallelujah, of all these judgment words that the Lord has given me for this land and the world. He also gave me this morning, hallelujah, brothers and sisters, the, hallelujah, the Caribbean, especially the Dominican Republic, tsunami, hallelujah, the water are going to increase. It was not necessarily major tsunami that I saw. But I saw the water from the sea increasing to the rivers, and the rivers was overflowing, where it was put in the life of many people at stake also. With all these earthquakes in the United States and up north, began, it began to hit, out east, began to hit. It will all, it, the earthquakes are coming from east to west, and it will all, brothers and sisters, affect the islands, greatly affect the islands, especially the island of the Dominican. There are the islands that God is warning through his prophet that judgment are coming. A dear sister prophet of the Lord has been sharing with me what the Lord has been sharing with her, revealing to her in regard to the U.S. Thank you, Lord. This last word is from the 31st. She tells me last night, uh, Sunday, July 31st, the Lord gave me a prophetic revelation dream. Hallelujah. And she mentioned about a brother in a channel here, which I don't want to mention his name because I don't know him. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But I will share, hallelujah. Then this is what she said. Hallelujah. Tsunami are coming. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Then my father took me in the spirit into his room where this, hallelujah, the brother was standing there in the spirit and all that. But God, hallelujah, in front of me, uh, holding a paper in his hand, or the brother was holding a paper in his hand, uh, and it was all winding in that paper. What she saw he had in his hand was winding from God in a paper that God was giving to him about the coming event with such amaze. Hallelujah. Amazing. He looked at me and said this. This is what, what he told you about the tsunami that are coming. Then he said we have to prepare. Hallelujah. The information I receive in my spirit from the Lord, these are tsunamis that are coming, hallelujah, and here's the state of Minnesota where we live. She has been warned. She also was the one that received the revelation, an earthquake, hallelujah, coming to the state of Washington, the state of Washington. God also gave her a, 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 a warning for the state of Washington. Brothers and sisters, we know that God also has said through his prophet that the United States is going to be divided. 
There are signs in regard to that. The United States will be divided, as God has said through his prophet, brothers and sisters. It has not been shown to me, but it has been shown to God's uh, prophet, other prophet, brothers and sisters. But God, it keeps, God keeps showing his people in the different state of the United States. Uh, one of the last words that I also heard was for Georgia. Uh, 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 Georgia was under a great tsunami. Someone has seen, I believe, last week or the week before. The state of Georgia was under a great tsunami. Brothers and sisters. Okay? Uh, praise you, Lord. So we know also, the, I remember the Lord revealing to me the tsunami coming to Florida. Florida, oh, my God, the people in Florida need to be in serious repenting. Because once the earthquake began, the tsunami will increase. Florida is practically underwater. And it will go back to be underwater again. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. The word that Ephraim and I and many others have received in regard to the judgment are about, hallelujah, to see the commence, the beginning of the judgment to the United States and the Caribbean. Hallelujah. In eastern part of Europe, judgment, brothers and sisters, have already begun. Have already begun. The shifting has already begun for the judgment, hallelujah, that has been declared. God has declared his judgment, and he has spoken it to his prophet that these judgments are about to hit the land. God wants us to, hallelujah, repent, to continue on his repenting. It's what he wants us to do, brothers and sisters. Because he wants us to continue to repent, hallelujah. I'm warning those lukewarm and those that are backsliding. You need to get your life right with God. And you need to take these warnings serious. This may be the last warning that I'm going to give on the Lord on the Lord's hour, this program. This year. We might be in any day, and I know we will be in any day, under judgment, we are not going to be able to come on the Lord's Tower to want anyone anymore. I don't know for how long. I don't know. The telephone tower, when the earthquake begins to shake, in the United States are going to come down. The entity is going to be stopped in the United States. I don't know how soon. But people in the different states and around the world, soon they will not have internet. Praise the Lord. If you don't have a walkie-talkie with, with battery, a rechargeable battery, you need, to get your, you need to get your hand on one of them. Because soon, hallelujah, praise the Lord. I just had a sister who the Lord have warned, she wrote to me today, whom the Lord have warned her, about food supply, food supply, brothers and sisters, has been a thing these past week and months that the Lord has been telling his people to put away food supply, to prepare for the major event. As some of the people have spoken to me and have put a word on YouTube, these events are practically upon us. This is why this tonight, this is an urgent warning. I am very serious because God is very serious, brothers and sisters. God is very serious. The Lord Jesus is, is very hurt. It's very 
hallelujah, shouting and hurting for his people because he loved his people. But many, many, many are being disobedient children. And that doesn't please the Father. God has not called us to be disobedient, to hearken our heart to disobedient and not to his word. God wants us, brothers and sisters, to be obedient. He loves obedience. Father loves obedience, not disobedience, brothers and sisters. We need to take heed to his message through his prophet. Many say that, oh, too many warnings for too many years. Well, the warnings are over. The warnings are over. Now you will see with your eyes what God in his mercy telling you through his prophet. Now your eyes will see this event unfolding right before you. In these past weeks, months, and years, people have felt in their spirit what is about to begin. Now more than ever, they can feel a shakening within their spirit and heart that they cannot deny it is from God. It has been God the Lord Really, really, hallelujah, wanting to keep his children protected. He loved to protect his children and not wanting to anyone, that anyone will perish. That is not his will and that is not his plan. His plan is that they may have life and that they will have it abundantly. I thank you, Lord. He loves us so much. He doesn't want to lose one of us, brothers and sisters. He is the great shepherd. He is the great pastor. He wants to keep his children protected from everything that is coming. And when we say that it's coming, it's already beginning, brothers and sisters. This, you will see rain where there was not so much rain before. You will see dry land, lack of rain, hallelujah, drought, where you have not seen it before, brothers and sisters. The earth will continue to shake like a drunken, as God said through his prophet. The earth will shake like crazy. People will not be able to time this earthquake. Right when they think they're not going to shake anymore, there will come a stronger one right there. It's all going to look like it's out of control. I've been there in the spirit. I have seen it with my own eyes. I thought it would be crazy, but it makes sense now that the Lord has shown me the place of the earth, the titanic place, that are moving in such a way the power of God was moving them because it has to be this way. God keeps telling people to repent for homosexual, the killing of those innocent babies, but they think they can take for granted God's warning and not repent and not turn the wicked ways to the Lord, turn away from the evil ways to him, and say, God, I'm sorry, I'm a sinner, and I repent. But they hearken their heart, and they come against his prophet and his word. They mock God when he's telling them to repent. This will not continue any longer. God has said enough is enough. When I was standing there, 
the Lord was giving me a clear understanding of what is about to take place, which it will not go backward, but it will only move forward, brothers and sisters. This is why hundreds and thousands of people are getting dreams warning from the Lord regarding to the dreams, to the judgment, and dreams and revelations that are upon the land. As some people have seen them, they have come out of the dream crying and yelling, out of control, some people, thinking that they're happening now as we're speaking. People have waken up out of the dream yelling, screaming. Some family member had to run to the room and hold them on their bed and say, what's going on with you? And when they share what they are experiencing in the dream, what they say is, these judgments are upon us. There is no going back, brothers and sisters. People are extremely shaken. Some people are extremely shaken. Some people are having a time, a hard time going to sleep anymore because as they see what God is showing them and they have a clear understanding they are from God. And some that had asked for confirmation, God had confirmed it to them. I had a brother a couple of days ago who went to the Lord for weeks, I believe months, asking for him, for the, from the Lord a confirmation on the things that the Lord had me say on the Lord's hour in these past months. And he wrote to me and said two days ago, Brother Elvie, as I saw the Lord deeply in prayer and fasting, for the Lord to confirm to me what the Lord has been saying through you, he spoke to me and said, what my son Elvie has been saying on my word, my warning, my message, my revelation, the Lord says to him, praise the Lord. Continue, he says, I thank the Lord for this confirmation, but continue to warn people about the judgment, what the revelation that God is giving you, brother. Another brother was telling me last night, the warning that God is having you give to the people is going to help people, help my life to be in repentance. It's going to help other people also for their life to change. I know that many people's life has been changed through this warning and message. But we hope that more people will repent from tonight's message, urgent warning. This is an urgent warning. As I saw the Titanic Pleiadian shift for the judgment to commence to begin, clear understanding that these judgments are upon the land and that this is the beginning of this judgment, that any day we're going to feel one of these earthquakes in the United States. Brothers and sisters, one of these days, an earthquake is going to begin to shaking the United States where God is going to get the attention of people here who he not gotten their attention for many years because people have been repenting to God, asking for mercy. God has had mercy this past year. But the Lord let me understand very clear that the time of judgment for the, hallelujah, for the non-repentant, the lack of repenting, the disobedience and sin has 
already commenced. The order has been given and has commenced. Brothers and sisters, pray for you and your family. Make sure you fast for your family at least one day, one day a week. But pray for you and your family. Continue to seek the Lord in repentance. Get your household in order. Get your household in order. I myself been trying to make sure I have enough solar power, backup battery, with, the, with these power outages that are about to begin. Some of these power outages can be for weeks, can be for months, it might be for years. As some state get hit in the different day, it will not be enough emergency to get other power going. So we need to be wise and prepare, brothers and sisters. We need to be wise. If you can get a hold of some solar panel that you can even put in the window. I got two in the window of my office, brothers and sisters. Our Morphia panels, are, I, I, I've been doing the test, and they work great on the low line. You can look them up on eBay, Amazon, on the Internet. Our Morphia panel, the one I got for my windows are 40 watts. What I'm doing is I'm trying to keep my battery filled up and so I can maybe use the microwave or a small oven oven where we can prepare anything for the kid. I, I got two young, seven and four, that they need to have their milk and their stuff. Maybe that I can run a fridge. Brothers and sisters, this is the time where we need to be ready because this is the beginning, hallelujah, of pain and suffering. Now, I want to go into First uh, King 19. In First King 18, before I go into First King 19, I want to share with you that Elijah slaughtered the prophet of Baal, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. He slaughtered these prophets because of the wicked and evil that they were doing. Praise the Lord. In this passage, chapter 18 of, hallelujah, or first King 18 and first King 19, Elisha, it has a representation of Jesus when he returned back in the great tribulation. This is what the Lord was giving me about first King 19. If somebody wants to know what is going to happen in the great tribulation, I'm going to read to you first uh, King 18 and first King 19. And share that the slaughter of the prophet of Abel, a slaughter, is exactly what is going to go about in the tribulation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. When we begin uh, 1 Kings 18, we read it. After many days, the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Praise the Lord. Go show thyself to Ahaz. I was saying, rain upon the earth. That rain, brothers and sisters, sounds also like a tsunami, because tsunami, hallelujah, is an earthquake sea. Praise the Lord. But when there's a lot of rain, there's a lot of flood also, is what I mean to say. Thank you, Lord. Elijah went to show himself to Ahab, and there was a great famine in Samaria. And Ahab called Obia, the governor of, the house, of his house, and Obia feared God greatly. This is what's going to take for people to be able to survive the tribulation. You're going to have to fear God greatly. 
but great raining are coming and the great tribulation like never before. There will be major floods around the earth, in case you wanted to know. So when Jezebel destroyed the prophet of the Lord, Jezebel is a type of the Antichrist. Obia took 100 prophets and hit them by 50 and cave, and he fed them with wet and wet bread and water. These are the type of the people who stay behind in the tribulation. In order for them to eat any food, they're going to live in caves hidden, and they're going to have to have food and water. That's what they're going to have to have in the cave. Look what, hallelujah, Obia, a man that feared the Lord, he took 100 prophets, brothers and sisters, and hit them 50 by 50 in caves. There will be people in caves 50 by 50, or more or less, in the tribulation. And set them with bread and water. Where did the bread and water came? Brothers and sisters, emergency supply. That's where it came. This emergency supply that God is having us put away is going to also be used for the people in the tribulation. We will use it some, some little, and the rest of the people who stay behind will use the rest, in case you didn't know that. Verse 5. And I say unto Obia, go into the land, and to all the fountain of the water, and unto all the river, and, and so be that we may find grass to save the horses and the mule alive, lest we deprive the land of the beast. The tribulation is going to be so great that the, the beast of the land will begin to die, brothers and sisters. They will begin to die. It's one of the sadder things. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Verse 6. So they divided the land between them to walk through it, and Ahab went by himself, and Obedia went to another way himself. This is what's going to happen in the tribulation. The church cannot remain united. The church, the people of faith, will have to separate themselves in order to survive. Look how they have to go their way, because the tribulation is so great, and food will be so scattered, will be so little, that in order for people to survive, each one will have a little, they will have to split. They will have to be divided. Verse 7. And as Obedia was in the way, behold, Elijah met him, and he knew him, he knew him and fell on his face and said, Oh, art thou my Lord Elijah? Jesus Christ, I told you that Elijah was a type of Jesus, is going to help some people as he showed me himself, hallelujah, in the tribulation. He will come and help some. He will not give up on his, on his faithful. Thank you, Lord. Verse 8. And he said, Yea, go and tell thy Lord, Behold, Elisha is here. People in the tribulation, as long as they have faith in Christ, hallelujah, all they need is to have faith in the Lord, believe, hallelujah, and the Lord will help them. Cry out to the Lord, and the Lord will help them. Thank you, Lord. Verse 9. And he said, When I have sinned, that thou wouldest deliver thy servant into the hand of Ahab to slay me. The Lord, if you repent, hallelujah, will deliver you from your worst enemy. Thank you, Lord. Verse 10. As the Lord God liveth, there is no nation or kingdom whether my Lord had not sent to seek thee. And when they said he is not here, he took an oath in the kingdom and nation 
and they have not found it. It's going to be very hard for many people who are planning to find the Lord in the tribulation. Many may not find him, but many will also find him. Verse 11. Now thou say, go tell thy Lord, behold, Elisha is here. The best way for you to help anyone in the tribulation is for you to tell them to seek the Lord. Brothers and sisters, even today, the best way I can help you is by telling you to seek Jesus, to seek the Lord. If you focus on anything else but not the Lord, you are wasting your time. I'm very honest with you. Verse 12. When I'm gone from thee, the spirit of the Lord shall carry thee into some places. I do not know when I came to Telehat, and he cannot find thee. Then he killed me, but the servant feared the Lord from thy mouth. Of course, Jesus will always move with the spirit for sure. Was it not told my Lord, what they, when Jezebel abused the prophet of the Lord, how I hit hundred men of the Lord prophet by feeding and cave and fed them with bread and water? Why are there so many prophets at Jezebel and the tribulation? What is this? There will be false religion and false prophet, as Jesus said in Matthew 24, that will rise and say, here's the Christ, and here they are. Do not listen to them and do not go, Jesus said. Many false prophets, many Christ are going to rise in the tribulation. Be careful. Verse 14. Now they say, go tell thy Lord, behold, Elisha here, that he may strike me. The Lord is the only one that can help. Elisha says, as the Lord holds, liveth before who I stand, I will surely show myself unto him this day. Again, those that are faithful will have Jesus with them. And the tribulation. Thank you, Lord. Verse 16. So Obedia went to be Ahab and told him, Ahab went to be Elisha. And when Ahab saw Elisha, he said unto him, Are thou he that troubled Israel? Thank you, Lord. The Christian, the faithful in the tribulation, will seem like a trouble because the, their Bible, as I saw when the Lord took me at one time, was being burned in the street of the United States in the tribulation. And around the world, the Bible is going to be burned in the tribulation. People will not want to hear about the Bible anymore, especially when millions of people are getting the mark of the beast, the RFID, brothers and sisters. Verse 18. And he said, I have not troubled Israel, but thou art thy father's house, and ye have forsaken the commandment of the Lord that have followed Baal. As they follow the Antichrist, they are the ones that are in trouble. But those that follow Jesus will not be in trouble, but will be saved as they give the life of Jesus. Verse 19. Now therefore, St. God to me, O Israel, unto Mount Camel, the prophet, they are 450. And the prophet of groups, 400, which, hallelujah, are at the table, a Jezebel table. As people eat and suffer with the Antichrist during the tribulation, and they rejoice, thinking that they are slaying the Christian, as they are killing the Christian. Hallelujah. But they are setting them free to go home to heaven, as they are beheading them for, the, for their faith. Thank you, Jesus. So he has sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets to gather among Camel. Hallelujah. This was Jesus in Mount Camel. Hallelujah. It's a type where Jesus is going to come on the mountain of Israel and it's going to destroy the Antichrist and the full prophet and throw him into the lake of fire alive. I thank you, Lord. 
And as we, Jesus will come, according to Revelation 19, hallelujah, to fight the great battle with his army at the end of the tribulation. Verse 21, Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long should ye between two opinions and the Lord be God? Follow him, but if they will be, then go after him, and the people answer him not a word. Thank you, Lord. Of course, they're not going to answer to go after them, because if they already have the mark of the beast, they know they're already condemned. They cannot be saved after they get the mark of the beast. So they're not going to listen. Thank you, Lord. Verse 22. Then Elijah, uh, hallelujah, said Elijah unto them, I am only remaining a prophet of the Lord, but Baal prophet are 450 men. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want to move on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Elijah said unto Ahab, Give thee a drink for the sound much rain. So Ahab went on to eat to drink, and Elijah went on to, Mount, to the top of Mount Carmel. He crashed unto the earth and put his face between his knees and said unto his servant, Go out now, look to see the way of the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And the seventh time he said, Behold, the rise of the cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up and say, Ahab, make ready the chariot and get thee down. Said the rain, say thee. That is a sign of judgment coming unto the earth. Seven times is the word of God. Seven. Brothers and sisters, Elijah, go see the sign. The church needs to be looking for the sign now. And the sign of this judgment will be the cloud, brothers and sisters, the rain and the shaking. Brothers and sisters, the rise of the water. The Mississippi River rising like never before, and much more. Hallelujah. Things are going to happen. Lightning, thunder, hallelujah. So much are going to happen in the United States that are signs that these things will begin and these things are happening. Hallelujah. And the seventh time he said, Behold, there arise a little cloud out of the sea like a man hand. Look at this. The cloud raised like a... That's the hand of God. And he set out and said unto Nahum, make ready the chariot and get thee down. The rain stay, hallelujah, and rain stay thee now. And in the meanwhile, the heaven was black as a cloud and wind, and there was great rain. And Nahum went up, hallelujah, and came to Jezreel. Cloud, brother, the cloud, the rain. These are signs over the United States of the judgment, brothers and sisters. God has given us signs. You will see rain in places more than ever, and drought, and so much more. God has given us the black cloud over the different state, more permanent black cloud like never before. It's going to be there now more than ever, and it's already there. Some people are seeing black cloud over the different state. Brothers and sisters, they're wondering why are they so permanent? Why are these black clouds not moving? Well, look here in the Bible. In the meanwhile, the heaven was black with cloud and wind. High wind are also signs, brothers and sisters, of the judgment that they already began over the United States. Listen careful and look for the sign. And there was great rain. There you go. Great rain over the United States. There's been flood in North Carolina. And there will be greater flood in other states. Tornadoes are going to increase. 
they're going to hear stay one, four, five, seven at a time at the same time, which people know there are not many occasions when one or two tornadoes hit at the same time. But when you see seven or eight, hallelujah, tornado hitting at the same time, know that this is a sign. You're going to hear it on the news, on the radio and television, you on the Internet. Make sure you look for these signs that I'm talking to you about because they are coming at once, at once. Hear clear and listen careful. These signs are going to hit at once the earth, especially over the United States. As you see these signs, know that judgment is already upon the land. I'm giving you the sign. And the hand of the Lord was on Elisha, and he girded up his loin and ran before Ahab, so he came to Jerel. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. What did Elisha do? I want you to see what Elisha do. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Elisha prayed. So Ahab went out to eat and drink, and Elisha went to the top of Mount Carmel, and he crashed unto the earth. He put his face between his knees. He began to pray. What is the bride to do as you see this judgment coming upon the land? It is the time for you and I to pray more than ever before. This is what you need to do. If you get scared, if you start running up and down like crazy, if you decide to move in the last minute, praise you, Lord, when you, God has you under his protection, Make sure you pray and ask the Lord if he wants you to move. Once the Lord tells you to move, don't hesitate. Don't put it up. Move. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Some people prefer sacrifice. No, obedience is better. Remember this. Hallelujah. The time for action is coming. Praise the Lord. I saw people, where, lots of people were back this past week. This past week, I saw lots of people. They have book back and back on their back, moving north, heading north to the center of the country. And I saw thousands coming to North Carolina. Thousands by thousands of people were heading this way with bags on their back. Because some stay, as some people said, were destroyed. A lot of people are moving north. I know that. The Lord has been showing me this in different times. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, verse uh, chapter 19. Now, and now Ahab told Jezebel all that Elisha has done. And now he has slain, how he has slain all the prophets with the sword. Thank you, Lord. How he has slain all these prophets with the sword. Jezebel was very angry. Of what Elisha was done. Verse 2. And Jezebel sent messenger unto Elisha, saying, The God do so to me, and more also, if I will make not thy life like one of their life by tomorrow this time. Brothers and sisters, this word of Jezebel to Elisha was a test. The church of Jesus Christ is going to go through hard tests or difficult tests. In these last days, prepare for them. There will be bad news coming soon to the church. The church needs to prepare for these bad news. Jezebel 
Elisha is a type of the church here also. And Jezebel is a type of the government. Remember who she was, brothers and sisters. She was, hallelujah, hallelujah, the first lady. So she was, praise you, Lord, she was government. She was the government. Out of the government, there will be great message coming to the church that will bring fear upon the church. But don't fear men. Fear the Lord. Psalm 118.9 says, it is better to fear the Lord than to fear the prince. That's the government. It's better to fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. Remember that. Thank you, Lord. Verse 3. And when he saw, he arose, and he went for his life, and came to Bathsheba, which is Judah, and he left his servant there. And he went a day journey into the wilderness, and came down on the Jupiter tree, desired that he may die, and said, It is not enough, O Lord, take my soul, for I am not better than my father. He was very sad, very, very sad. For what what he had heard had brought a lot of trouble to him, a lot of worry and concern. And as he lay and slept under the Jupiter tree, behold now, an angel touched him and said unto him, Up and eat. Thank you, Lord. With God, you need to move. You need to get up. You cannot get stopped under bad news. You need to move. You need to trust the Lord. Remember that. Thank you, Lord. And eat if you are weak. Some people stop eating when they hear bad news. No, you need to eat. You need to get up. I thank you, Lord. Verse 6. And when he looked about, behold, there was a, a cake baked, hallelujah, on the court. That must have been the best cake, cake baked by the angel. My goodness. And a pot of water on his head, so he did eat and drink, and returned and slept. My goodness. Uh, food from, from heaven. That must, that must be the great, greatest food ever. Thank you, Lord. He did eat. Verse 7. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him. And say, up oh, and eat, for thou hast a great journey. There you go. The bride of Christ still got a journey to go. May not be a great journey, small journey, but you still need to get up. Okay? You can't stay in the worry and concern and all that. You need to move. You need to pray. You need to fast. You need to be in the Word. You can't be stuck on the bad news. Thank you, Lord. He arose and there would drink and walk in strength. That the meat for 40 days and 49 hurried, hallelujah, in the month of God. Thank you, Lord, the protection of God. He entered the cave and lodged there. Behold, the Lord spoke to him, said unto him, What dost thou, Elisha? He, what dost thou hear, Elisha? He also have I been uh, very jealous for the Lord a host, for the children of Israel have forsaken the covenant, broken down their altar, and saying the prophet and the sword, and I am the only one left that seek my life to take it away. And he said, Come on. And sent upon the mount before the Lord, and behold, the Lord went by in a mighty strong wind, rent the mountain, and break the rock before the Lord. And the Lord was not in the midst of, hallelujah, after the wind came the earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Why is God revealing this to Elisha? Or why is God revealing this to the church? Because the church of God is going to see great signs in the heavens and on the earth. And the church cannot be afraid. God is, is, is not in the sign, but God is still in the throne. Don't be confused. Hallelujah. Don't think that God has forsaken you with the judgment that are about to hit the earth. Don't be afraid. 
And don't feel forsaken by repent. Elisha felt forsaken. That God was there with Elisha. The Lord is here with us. We don't need to be afraid, brothers and sisters. As the people are going to feel forsaken in the tribulation, but the Lord will be with his people. Say, come out and stand up on the mount before the Lord. First thing you need to do is pray. Come before the Lord. Behold, the Lord, the Lord went by with a strong wind, rent the mountain. It was the Lord that caused the wind. It is the Lord causing all these judgments that are coming. Don't be mistaken. The Lord is the one that has no power in heaven and earth, no one else. The devil doesn't have it. Don't give the, the devil any power he doesn't have. It is the Lord Jesus that has no power. Mighty strong with, that rent the mountain and broke the rock before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. The Lord caused the wind, but he was not in the wind. Don't be confused. After the wind came an earthquake, hallelujah, and after the earthquake came fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire came still in a, a soft voice. Brothers and sisters, people are going to see judgment out of the heavens. Hallelujah. But the Lord is not in the judgment that are coming. Talks about the Holy Spirit speaking to the bride. Speak, the, the still voice talks about the Lord speaking to the bride directly. That still boy, Elisha, I heard it many times in his walk with God. It was no different. This was God speaking to Elisha. I see how that many times, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. But he was so confused at this time that, that he thought in all these things he was looking for the voice of God. And it always will be in that still voice, in your relationship with the Lord. Remember, it's our relationship with Jesus. He's calling us a relationship. Look for the sign, because you know the events are going to happen. But focus on your relationship with the Lord. It's more important than anything else. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. When Elisha heard it, he finally paid attention to the voice. The voice always been there. But a lot of times, sometimes you're worried, you're concerned. This is happening in your family. Things are going bad. Your car breaks down. You lose your job. And all the signs, you cannot hear God, and you're writing to people, hey, see what the Lord tells you, tells you about my problem. I, I have people who hear God clearly, who are going through a really hard time. They write to me and say, Brother Ellie, please seek the Lord, what the Lord tells you about my problem. And I'm thinking, the Lord's been talking to you for so many years. They're just like Elisha in the cave. They have made the problem a mountain. <laughs> they have made the problem a mountain. If you have a little faith like a mustard, so you speak to the mountain, be thrown into the sea, and it will obey. They lose faith quickly. They lose faith quickly in the midst of the trouble. We need to learn to be still. Thank you, Lord. Like God says to Moses, be still and see the salvation of thy Lord. I like God. Thank you, Lord. You need to be still. Hallelujah. Just be still. Get on your knees and pray. Fast. Be on the word. But don't be going crazy. Oh, where's God? You know, God has forsaken. No. You, you're going through there. God is speaking to you. God, you're going through there. Be still. Get on your knees and pray. Don't be going crazy. Oh, I'm not going to see God no more. The Lord rebuked that thought in your life. Thank you, Lord. So when Elisha heard it, he covered his face with his mantle. 
went up and stood at the entering of the cave. Behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What dost thou there, Elijah? It is the same question the Lord is asking him that he already has asked him before. But Elijah did not hear the, the Lord before. He just heard it now. Same question the Lord had asked Elijah. But Elijah was in so much worry and concern that he was not listening to the voice. Not listening to God at all. Not listening. So a lot of people in the same situation. So they're not listening at all to God. They're making the trouble bigger than God. But I tell you something, your God is bigger than your trouble. I thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. He covered his face. The question came in. What does there, Elijah, what are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very jealous of the Lord Holy, repeating himself. Because the children of Israel have forsaken the covenant, came down the, the altar and saying, the prophets are the, by the sword, I'm only left. They seek my life to take it. They seek my life to take it. And the Lord said unto him, Go, return by the wilderness unto Damascus. When thou hast come there, anoint just herself king over Iran. God says to Elisha, look, the, pro- the problem that you have, Elisha, is very simple. Jezebel was doing all this. She's not coming against you. He, she's coming against me. If you come against one of my little ones, know that you're coming against the Lord. First of all, the government comes against the church. God comes against the government. Very simple. The IRS coming against God's people. God comes against the IRS. Very simple. Great is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Remember that. So God says to Elisha, the Lord says to Elisha, go and I know how self king over Iran. This, this will hold back Jezebel. You go anoint him as a king. Thank you, Lord. And Yehuda, son of Nashim, shall thou anoint king over Israel. Now, Nashim, hallelujah. Uh, Nehu, I'm sorry. The son of Nashim, thou shalt anoint the king over Israel. Elisha, the son of uh, Shavel, uh, Muslim, shall thou anoint to be the prophet in thy room. <laughs> so God saying to Elijah, look, Elijah, I'm going to take you home. That's what God is saying to the church right now. I'm going. To, I'm about to take you home. Before I take you home, my people, my church, my children, I want you to do this last thing before I take you home. I want you to put these things in place, save water, save food, save that. That's not for you necessarily. You're coming home with me. But the reason God is telling us to do this is because there are the people staying behind that the Lord knows that I'm not ready. That would need these food. At one time, Brother Larry asked the father, Father, why why is God asking me for me to save all these water, all these food in my in my house? They're gonna go bad. I don't know. I, I got my garage filled on all this stuff. And God says to, to Larry, My son, I'm bringing my bride home. This my my son's home, my children home. This is not for you, this food. This is for a family that I have who's going to stay behind, that I mine, who I'm going to bring to your house to stay there in your house. Then he's like, oh, my God. You see, you don't, you don't understand the mind of God. God's mind, God's thoughts are higher than ours, brothers and sisters. We just need to be obedient. Elisha is going crazy. Elisha. Think his world is all side down. He having this huge problem. Jezebel, the government had given order. 
to kill him. He's running for his life. He think it's all over. They have killed all the prophets. He's the only one left. God will have him, nobody else to spread the gospel. Wrong. Many other church think that once they are taken home, God has nobody to spread the gospel. Wrong. God, God's children, who he has spoken, who he has chosen before this world was, for them to stay behind as they Well, he didn't choose to stay behind, but they want to stay behind. They have sold the Lord. I want to stay behind. And they have, and the Lord has said, okay, praise the Lord. They want to stay behind. There are people that have told the Lord, I want to stay behind in the tribulation. So to help my brothers and sisters. Totally agreement, they're going to stay. But there are a lot of the church think that once the church go home in the rapture, who's going to preach the gospel? Oh, I tell you, God has people who he's going to use to preach the gospel. You don't need to worry. You don't need to be concerned. You just need to be obedient. That's all God is asking you and I, to be obedient. We don't need to worry. God has, oh, man, many other prophets who had not bowed the knee to the veil, who had not, who were not forsaken in the tribulation, who will not get the mark of the peace in the tribulation. God has an army of people. You don't need to worry. And they're going to move in the power of God also. You don't need to be worried. I thank you, Lord. Who the Antichrist will not catch up to them. They will be faster than the Antichrist under the power of Jesus. You don't need to be worried. I thank you, Lord. Yes, we're going home under the power of the Holy Spirit, under the power of God. But there will be other people down here who God will use in the tribulation. Thank you, Jesus. I remember one time I was taken to the tribulation by the Lord left me. I heard people singing and worshiping God in the tribulation. And I said, huh, in the tribulation, look at me, look at me. In the tribulation, people worshiping God. Do I hear right? Do I hear worshiping? Do I hear like now many churches are worshiping God? In the tribulation, a group of people in a place worshiping God. There was like a border building, border house, a border house. Hallelujah. No glass, nothing. Bored it completely. People inside can hear the worship. And I go in there, and I heard them sharing the Bible, sharing the words with one another, encouraging one another as to we, the bride of Christ, are doing today in these last days. I saw a brother that caught my attention. Praise the Lord. He knew He knew that I, that I was of the Lord there. And he said, come and get in my car. We've got to live. Everybody was parking. Everybody was living. Somewhere, I didn't know. And I said, why did we got to leave? Oh, it's getting dark. They're going to come out soon. Ooh. And we got in his car. And so I shared, I shared with the people. It was like a 1979 Honda Chevrolet. B.A. That was a power to run. And and he got in the car, brother, he, brothers and sisters. He started burning tire. I got I got in, hallelujah, in the passenger side. And he was going so high, he was running over these zombies hitting them with the car, running them over. And I'm like, slow down, slow down. He said, no, I can't, because they're going to keep coming. They're just going to keep coming all night long. And I said, this is how you live. This is how we live now. So the people were taking home in the ranches. This is how we live now. Praise you, Lord. But I'm not afraid, he says. I'm not afraid. I know the Lord is with me. 
Praise you, Lord. He didn't have an ounce of fear, brothers and sisters. Yeah, there was demon everywhere. There was somebody everywhere. But praise the Lord. They adjusted to the life. They they know this is where they are. They're doing what God wants them to do. And so, bride of Christ, you don't need to be worried and concerned. Just pray. Just trust the Lord. Stop being afraid for people. Hallelujah. Be under the fear of the Lord for people, brother, and afraid. Praise the Lord. Be under the fear of the Lord and the prayer and the fasting. Hallelujah. The, the, the prayer of the righteous avail much. This is what we need to be, praying for people. God can deliver them. The Lord knows how to deliver his, the word of God says. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And he escaped from the sword of Jezebel to Jehu's slave. And him that escaped from the sword of Jehu shall slay, shall Elisha slay. Thank you, Lord. Yet where I leave 7,000 in Israel, even all the needs that have not bowed unto veil, every mouth that have not kissed him. Thank you, Lord. Brothers and sisters, what God is revealing to Elisha is, Elisha, you were wrong in thinking that you are the only one that I'm going to use. The church may be thinking, have been thinking for years that they are the only one that God is going to use. They're wrong. God has a lot of people who have not bowed their knees to, to the veil, brothers and sisters, to the Antichrist. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We are about to be taken home. Prepare for the coming of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. So Elisha goes up, a type of the bride of Christ. Elisha go up, go home to heaven. There comes Elisha, who stays in his place. Another great man of God, anointed like the first, to continue in the tribulation, doing the will of God. God has a plan. Who knows the mind, brothers and sisters, the mind of God. Thank you, Jesus. You and I don't know the minds of God. We may have an idea, brothers and sisters, but God is too smart for us to know. Thank you, Lord. God is too smart for us to know. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let me go to Romans. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God revealed his mind to us through Jesus. Romans 15, 6 says, And then ye may with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Romans 12, 2. Be not confirmed to this word, but be ye transformed by renewing of your mind, that ye may prove with that what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's where you and I need to be, in the perfect will of God. Romans 8, 27. He that searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to his will. The Holy Spirit is in our life to do the will of God, this is why he gave it to us, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. This is why he gave it to us. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 1, and for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. We just need to trust the Lord and walk under the fear of the Lord, brothers and sisters. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what we need to do. Walk under the fear of the Lord. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord Jesus Christ make cessation upon you. May the Lord Jesus Christ give you a shalom. Love Talk Radio.
Shalom, my brother, my sister. Welcome to the Lord Tower. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah for His love, His mercy that endures forever. Hallelujah. Praise our God, mighty God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. A merciful God, a good God. Hallelujah is for His people. Thank you, Jesus. And we thank Him. For his love, his mercy that endures forever. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Early this morning, brothers and sisters, the Lord in my prayer, hallelujah, from last night going into the morning, Jesus spoke to me and said, I have something very important to show you. Thank you, Lord. Later on, as I went to sleep, Thank you, Jesus. The Lord took me out of my body. Thank you, Jesus. To show me something amazing. As the Lord and I were standing in the land of the United States, in the middle of the country somewhere, specifically I could not see what state it was, but as the Lord Jesus was standing to my right, we were both looking to the cloud. And as I was looking to the cloud, I can see the hand of Father God coming upon this land. It was an it was a spiritual hand because God is spirit, and I can see His hand coming down. And Jesus began to speak to me, and He said, "His hand it will be it will be to no good to this land." Praise the Lord. 
And I understood from the Lord as the hand of Father God was coming down on this land that it was bringing judgment. And I can see the cloud changing to color gray, silver, or bronze. Just to try to describe what I was seeing. I can see the cloud upon the United States. And I also knew that this was happening right from the week, last week of September, going into October. Today is October 1st. And I can discern, as Jesus was talking to me, that this was the judgment of God, the beginning in the of, of the end of this nation, because God is so angry because of the sin and disobedience of this nation. God have mercy. Praise you, Lord. And as the hand of God was coming upon this land, when they came to the cloud of this land, I can see his hand moving from the east to the west. No state will escape his mighty hand. God have mercy. In Job 37, as I went into the word of God, it says this, verse 1. At this also my heart tremble, and it moved out of his place. Hear attentively the noise of his voice and the sound that goes out out of his mouth. Talking about God. He directed it, directed it under the whole heaven, and his lining unto the end of the earth. After a voice roar, he thundered with the voice of his excellency. He will not stay them with his voice as heard. God thundered marvelously with his voice. Great things does he, which cannot be comprehended. For he also said to the snow, Be thou on the earth, likewise to the small rain, and to the great rain of his strength. He seals it up the hand of every man, that all men may know his work. Then the bees go into the dent and remain in their place. And out of the south cometh the whirlwind, and cold out of the north. By the bread of God, for is given the bread of the water is straightened. Also, when worrying, he worrieth, he worries the thick cloud, gather his bright cloud, and it turns around about by the council, that they may know whosoever he commanded, then upon the face of the world and earth. He caused it to come whether to, for correction for his, his land or for mercy. Hearken unto this, O Job, stand still and consider the wonder work of God, that thou know when God dis, disposed them and caused the light of the cloud to shine. Thank you, Lord. Verse 17, how the garments are worn when he quiets the earth by the south wind. How thou with him spread out the sky, which is strong in most and looking glass. Another translation says, 
uh, like bronze or silver, God have mercy. God have mercy, brothers and sisters. Verse 6 to another translation. To the snow he issue an order, go forth on the earth, and to the rain shower he says, show your power, beat down heavy on the earth. Praise you, Lord. God have mercy. Thank you, Lord. Verse 17, you who feels the wind of his voice even now are the same one who clothes are hot to the touch. When God makes the land go to stop beneath to the sound wind, can you assist God in harmoning out of the silver sky until it appear in hearts as cast metal mirror? So two words are being used here for the for the for the color of the sky, silver and metal, which is bronze, is another word that is used. That's the cloud I was seeing. When the hand of God was coming down, I can see the cloud turning like metal, bronze, or silver, looking like a metal mirror, this, this translation says. And praise the Lord. Jesus was say, spoke to me and says, the word of my prophet will be fulfilled, as I said through them. Then he says to me, the scoffer and mockers was in the wicked of this land, of that land, sorry, will see. They will see, he said, and believe when they see the judgment. And they will know it's from God. They will know it's of God, Jesus says to me. Then he took me like to Colorado. I don't know where in the month of Colorado I was, but I knew it was to stay at Colorado. Look into the middle of the country, and immediately I saw the earth caving in, and I saw buildings as, as the United States was being divided, caving in, and I knew there were people in those buildings that after the land started caving in, what I didn't know was that when the, the land started caving in, as the land was being divided by the hand of God, who will do this, the hand of God is going to do this. God have mercy. As Jesus said, he has said this through his prophet. He has said this through his prophet. God have mercy. It is God that has said it, and it's God that is going to fulfill it. Exodus 6.1, this is God speaking to Moses. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. It has to be the strong hand of God that will do this. As Jesus and I was standing looking to the cloud, Jesus looked very, I can use the word hurt, but I know God don't get hurt. The word concerned, God doesn't get concerned. But he was very worried that his father's hand was coming down. 
and he looked like he tried and tried interceding for this land, but the sin and the wickedness of the people, God has no choice but to do this. But Jesus has been the intercessor. But how much can he intercede when people continue to do wicked and evil? And so Father God decided to bring his hand down over this land. Now the hand of God, of Father God, is over this land. And Jesus says, it is not for good. Because the hand of God can bless, but the hand of God can bring great judgment. As we see in his word, he brought to Pharaoh. Exodus 39. And it shall be as a sign unto thee upon thy hand and upon memorial between thine eyes, that the Lord law may be in thy mouth, for with strong hand hath the Lord brought thee out of Egypt. It was the hand of God over Pharaoh. It was the hand of God that showed Pharaoh that God is in control. That God is mighty, and that his purpose, what he accomplished. And when God begins a work, God will finish the work. As the work of God has begun in our life, God will also finish the, his work in our life too. But God's hand is upon this land. Another thing Jesus reminded me, his prophet doctor of word, Linda Linkos, and healer seven, he has spoken through them and many others, and I myself too. And he said that his prophet's word will come to pass. As he was speaking to me, Jesus was bringing through my mind each and one of his prophets that he, that he had them put out his message out. And specifically, each and one of them, names, was be bringing through my mind as he was speaking to me. He said, it, was, it is my word they have spoken. And my, my prophet, he said, word will be fulfilled. He said, oh, God, have mercy. Have mercy, O oh Lord. Have mercy, O oh Lord. Number 2020, and he said, Thou should not go through, and Edom came out against him with many people and with strong hand. Psalm 89, 13, Thou hast a mighty arm, strong is thy hand, and high is thy right hand. The hand of God can be for good, can be for blessing, oh, but it can also be for judgment. And the hand of God is for judgment, United States has given their back to Israel, and that God cannot ignore. His word says, I will bless those that bless thee, and I will curse them that curse thee. So we know that the hand of God is against his nation for coming in against Israel. The UN is in New York, and they are trying hard to divide Jerusalem to give the policy in their state. God is not pleased with this. And Father God loves his Jewish people very much. The hand of God is upon this nation, and the wicked will see, said Jesus to me, and will believe. 
They will believe that it's God. God has mercy. God have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Isaiah 40.10 Behold, the Lord God will come with strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. It is the Lord that takes vengeance. Vengeance is of the Lord, brothers and sisters. Mercy is of the Lord. It's for the people to repent. God is warning them. But if they're not repenting, they are in serious trouble. Oh, God, have mercy. Jeremiah 21, 5, And I myself will fight against you with a stretched out hand, hand and with strong arm, even anger and fury and great wrath. Destruction is what's coming to this land. The, the destruction has come from the beginning to the end. Lord, have mercy. Jeremiah 31, 11, For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and ransomed him from the hand of him that was stronger than he. Even though Jacob, Israel, had enemies stronger than him, it don't matter because the hand of God is stronger. And God delivered Jacob out of their hand. Oh, God, have mercy upon this land. Praise God. Jeremiah 33 to 21. It has brought forth thy people Israel out of the land of Egypt with sign and with wonders and with strong hand and with outstretched arm and with great terror. The hand of God brought upon Egypt great terror. Brothers and sisters, it's what it is. Imagine what it's going to bring upon this land because it's upon this land Look at the cloud in your state. I have people from different states, like my brother from New Jersey was telling me, it has been raining, raining since the last week of September 2015, this year, a week ago. The rain began, and I was asking myself, this rain is different, and Jesus was showing me, this is the hand of God over this nation. It began, and it will continue. Oh, God. Oh, man. Thank you, Lord. Have mercy, Jesus. Have mercy. Have mercy, Lord Jesus. He is my brother, Calvin. Thank you, Lord. Shalom, brothers and sisters. I'm really happy to be here, to be sharing all that the Lord's been revealing and all that he's been speaking to me about to want his people to know of. I'm really happy to be here. Yes, um, our Lord is coming soon, and indeed no one knows the the hour, but the Lord always wants us to be ready and to be prepared. He wants us to be as those wise virgins. He also wants us to be like like um, the man that got um, the two talents and the five talents. He wants us to use all that he gives to us to the best. He wants us to work with everything he gives us. He doesn't want us to be lazy so that when we do all these things, we can be prepared. But before I start, I'd like to open up with a word of prayer. 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, we humbly come before you. Oh, Father, forgive us of all of our sins. Forgive us of all of our iniquities, Father God. I pray that you'd open up the heavens and that you'd pour out your spirit. And that, Lord God Almighty, you'd speak and minister to all of your people right now, today, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, forgive us of all of our sins. Oh, God, forgive us of all of our iniquities. Father God, restore to us all that we have lost. Father God, all that has been taken away from us, I pray that in the name of Jesus, that you'd bring it back to every single one of your children right now. In the name of Jesus, oh, Father God, pour out your spirit. Oh God, rain down your anointing. Oh Father God, rain down your favor. Oh God, rain down your power. Oh Lord, let your will be done in us, Father God. Deliver all of us from all that you want us to be delivered from. Oh Father God, I pray that in the name of Jesus, that all the Satan is planning against us will be broken. Father God, all the intentions, Lord, of Bell and Jezebel of witchcraft and divination against us will be broken. It will be cast down into the pits of hell right now in the name of Jesus. Oh Father God, forgive us. All darkness, all sin, all evil, all unrighteousness, Father, that is living and dwelling in us, Father God. Tear it out of all of us. Uproot it out of all of us, Father God. Oh, we repent, Father God. We turn away from all of our sins. Father God, we turn away from all of our iniquities in the name of Jesus. Father God, cause us not to fall. Cause us not to stumble. Oh, but Lord, as your word says in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, Lord, it says, Arise, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray that you cause us to arise, Lord Jesus, for the glory of the Lord is risen upon us, Lord Jesus, because in, this, in these last days, your word says that you'll pour out your spirit, O oh Lord. I pray that as you're pouring out your spirit upon all flesh, Father God, that, Lord Jesus, we will arise in you. That, Father God, you'll give us dreams and visions, Father God, that will begin to move, Father God, in your great, supernatural, mighty way, Father God, that you've always planned and destined for us, O oh, Father God. Forgive us of all of our sins, O oh, Jesus. Deliver us from all that you want us to be delivered of, O oh, Jesus. Father, make everything new. All that we have lost, Father, I pray that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that you'd bring it back to every single one of us that has lost anything. Oh, Father, please make a way where there's no way in our lives, oh, Father God. We pray for our futures. We commit our futures into your hands, Father God. Father, you see and you know. You, you know the plans of Satan has for us, Father God, and you have plans for us. So, Father, we pray that in the name of Jesus, that your plans for us will come to pass, and that the intentions of Satan against us will be broken, will be crushed down, will be destroyed under our feet. And, Father God, I pray that our enemies will not, will never be able to rise above us, or our enemies will never be able to rise to come against us. Because, Father God, when the enemy comes in like a flood, your spirit will raise up a standard against them in Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, cause us to never fall, but, Father, cause us to all overcome. Oh, strengthen us, strengthen us, strengthen us. Help us to overcome. Oh, lead us, guide all of us, strengthen us, forgive us, and renew all of us, Lord. Help us to do what you've called us to do for your kingdom and for your glory alone. In Jesus' holy mighty name, we pray thanksgiving. Amen. Yes, one of the things the Lord wanted me to talk about today was everyone fully trusting in him and putting their future and committing everything about them into God's hands because um, because no one knows tomorrow. No, no one knows exactly what's going to be happening to them tomorrow or even the next second. So the Lord is letting me know that he wants all of his people, all of his children to entrust their life and their future into his hands. And he doesn't want us to just do this um, maybe once a year or once a month or once a week. The Lord was teaching me that he wants this to be done every single day because the more you entrust your life and you commit your future and you commit the rest of the days you have 
into the Lord's hands and you you say, Father, I give you the rest of my life. Father, I commit today into your hands. I commit tomorrow into your hands. I commit all of my next year into your hands. I commit my life. I commit my future into your hands. Father, do what you want with it. I put it into your hands, Father God. Protect me. Keep me safe. Keep me holy. Keep me humble. Keep me rapture ready. He says the more we do this and the more we pray and the more we speak and we decree positive words into our future, the more they become real because you will receive the fruits of your labor. And, you know, the Bible says that, um, you know, the power of life and death are in the tongue. And, you know, like they that know how to use it will enjoy the fruits of that. So it's like with your tongue, you have the power to say and to declare and to speak things that you want to happen. Because the Bible says, as he is, so are we. You know, in the way God is, he's God. When he speaks, it comes to pass. In that same way, he's given us that capability. He's given us that ability to speak and to let things come into fruition, to let things come into being. So when we also speak, they happen. And it's confirmed in the Bible, as it says, that, you know, the power of life and death are in the tongue. So a lot of us, in fact, everyone has the ability or choice to determine a huge chunk of their life based on the words that come out of their mouth, based on the words that they speak. That's why everyone has to keep speaking positive words. Everyone has to keep saying things that are true. Never say negative words. Unless, you know, the Lord gives you a warning or a dream to give to someone. Like, you get a dream of something bad about to happen. When the Lord gives you the message, you have to deliver. Yes, as I said, when the Lord gives you a message, you have to deliver exactly as the message was given. So sometimes the Lord could give you a message about someone. And maybe based on the life the person is living, the person might have, um, there might be negative, um, maybe the Lord could be, the Lord could show that person might be living a bad lifestyle. And because of that, the words you might see in there, maybe the words the Lord might give you to them might not be good, like stubborn, um, dis um, disobedient. When, you, when the Lord gives you words, you still have to deliver them. Because, you know, when you read the Bible, for all the problems... Yes, when the Lord gives you messages, you'll have to deliver them no matter how bad or no matter how good you are. So... With that, it doesn't necessarily mean you're saying a negative word. You're saying the word that the Lord gave you to speak. But as to the words you speak, yes, so everyone keeps speaking as the Lord leads you to speak. If you get a word from the Lord, then say it exactly as the Lord gave it to you. But from your own mind and from your own heart, um, with the words you say, they play a huge role in your destiny. Because what you say is like a seed and... You know, it it's going to land and germinate, and it's going to um, it's going to start um, growing and growing, and then you're going to get fruits. So if you said negative words, you're going to be getting a very bad fruit. If you said positive words, you're getting a very a very good fruit. As brothers and sisters, I I really eagerly I I encourage all of you guys to make sure that all the words that come out of your mouth, all the things you say, all the things you speak are positive and are of God. And also do all you can to also decree and declare into your future as often as you can daily. And and when you speak, try to speak holy, pure words. And, and when you say these things for your future, 
make sure you end it with in Jesus' name because, you know, there's power in the name of Jesus. So make sure that um, in your daily lives you, you speak positive things and you, you, you declare. You declare your tomorrow. You declare your future. You speak exactly what you want, you know, exactly what you know God has put on your heart that He wants for your life. And you speak those things. And also to make sure that as you pray and as you live your daily lives, you commit your whole days, in fact, your whole week, in fact, your whole years, into God's hands. And every single day you pray, you ask God, you tell God, God, I give you my tomorrow. Take over. Let your will be done. Because as everyone sleeps or as you, you, you live your regular day, Satan is in hell with his demons plotting your tomorrow. Satan is every day trying to plan your next week or trying to plan your 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 next month. That's what Satan does. He tries to plan our future. When he sets plans, he sets them, you know, b before now, but he sets them in the future. And so what you have to do is that there are times when Satan will try to do things now, but usually it's because he's, he's he tried to set them in the future and, you know, the time had come for them for, for them to unfold. So what you have to do is you always have to cover your future with the blood of Jesus and you have to always declare that you walk into a new day given to you by Jesus and nothing that Satan has planned or nothing that the enemy has intended for your future will be fulfilled or will come to pass because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world and you trample over all scorpions and all snakes you walk and you tread over all demons and all works of Satan and you overcame them by the blood of the Lamb. You declare these positive things into your life every day so that the works of Satan fall. Because Satan has really, really, really serious evil plans and serious intentions for his for for God's people. And he plans for their future. That's why usually things you don't expect will usually happen to you. Sometimes you have a plan for yourself. Do you expect your next day or your next week or your future to go on so smoothly and so wonderful, but it doesn't always happen the way you want it to because Satan is somewhere planning people's futures. He plots for their future. And if those people don't really stand in the will of God and pray and fight, they'll realize that their futures and their tomorrows will really go unexpected. You realize that things will happen to you that you don't really expect. And they could really cause you to stumble, and they could really cause you to fall really, really bad. So I encourage all of you to keep doing all you can to make sure that you always put your future, you put the rest of the days of your life into God's hands, and say, Lord, I give tomorrow, I put tomorrow in your hands, I put next week into your hands, I put today in your hands, and Lord, let your will be done. I cover through the blood of Jesus. Let everything that happens to me today, let everything that happens to me tomorrow. Be your will. Let it be your plan. Let it be exactly what, Father, you have intended and your purpose for me. Keep speaking these words. Keep saying because the more you say them, the more power and the more of the presence and the anointing of God you're releasing into your tomorrow. So keep saying these things into your life and they will happen and, you know, they will be fulfilled. Because Satan also says really negative things. He plots negative things and even they happen. So how much more will the good things you say in your life by the power of Jesus, how much more will they happen? So it's very important that, you know, you speak positive into your life daily, every single day you do this. Yes, I'd like to continue off by, um, continue on by talking about warfare. The next thing the Lord um, did let me know he wanted people to know about is warfare. 
as the Bible says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but spiritual evil wickednesses in high places, principalities. That's what we wrestle against. So everyone should put, you know, the full armor of God on. And the Lord is letting me know how serious this was. Um, because in the past few days, um, the Lord was letting me pray and just warfare against Satan, against demons. And I was just doing that. I just kept doing that every day, and I just kept praying, and I just kept warfaring. And this is what happened. Over time, suddenly, um, I just kept doing it constant. I just kept doing warfare, and I kept doing warfare. And there were times I would see things in the spirit. I would see, you know, demons that would try to come and that would try to intimidate. I was I was warfaring one of my brothers, and he was telling me about, you know, the things he would also see in the spirit. Sometimes he'd see demons. He said that would look like werewolves and like like a werewolf vampire creature, like demons of fear, really, really, really unclean spirits that were just trying to manifest. And the Lord is also teaching me things. The Holy Spirit is really speaking to me about things that I had no idea about as I was warfing. Warfing, he was teaching me things about, you know, about about the heavens and about the authority he's given to us and about the angels. The Lord is revealing to me things that would help me even grow and become a stronger warrior in Christ. And I was doing this, and as I was doing this, there are times that I would, you know, although it was hard for me, I would still, you know, try to pursue warfare and try to persevere in my warfaring. And then one night, I had this dream. And in this dream, I was fighting, I was fighting Lucifer, I was fighting Satan. And the dream, he looked really fat. Lucifer looked big and very, 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 very fat. And this is what the Lord is showing me in a dream, that when someone, when someone sins, or when someone is living in sin or living in a dis disobedience, in the spirit, it's like they are under Satan. In a way, it's like, like Satan has his hand over them. They don't necessarily belong to Satan because nothing belongs to Satan. Everything belongs to God. But that person has. Put their, has put Satan in charge of their life. It's like there's a chain on your neck, and Satan is the one holding your chain. It's like Satan has become your master. In a way, it's like Satan is, is, let's say, holding you captive. So in a way, it's like he's become your master, and he's in charge but of your life. But he's not necessarily in charge of your life, because God is in charge of everything. God is in charge of Satan. But because of sin, you have allowed Satan to take over your life. So Satan is like now the master and the one that is dictating to your life. So that's what the Lord showed me was life. It was like when people sin, I could see that in the spirit, that I could see the relationship that Satan had with them. It wasn't what people thought it was. It was like it was much deeper. And then it was like sin became like a contract when Satan had. And that sin that Satan that 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 you and Satan had it allowed Satan to sort of do whatever he wanted that the Lord permitted him to do over your life. And if you had sinned deep enough, Satan could just kill you any moment. Because at that moment, I could see that people's lives were not in God's hands anymore. Their lives were like, Satan was like, their lives were in Satan's hands because they had not given their lives to God. They had sinned and they had turned away from God. So their lives were no longer in God's hands, but their lives were in the hands of Satan. And I could see this, I could see this giant, this 
really fat, 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 monster-looking creature. And I knew that was Lucifer, and he was there. And and I could see how much power he had over a sinner. Because they were sinning by, you know, because of their sins, as let's say, it's like it's it's spiritually legal for Satan to come to drag them to hell. It's Satan could could kill them because of their sin, and I could see that in the spirit. Satan could he he could easily do this because because the sin had given Satan the spiritual legal rights to to come into their life and to take over and to destroy and to mess up their lives in in such horrible ways. The Lord was showing me this clearly in the spirit, and it was so sad. I was so so sad and I could see that to come out of that the Lord is showing me that all the prayers and the repenting and the warfaring would let the person come out of that because I could see that as a person was warfaring he was warring against Satan he was fighting against Satan and I could see how Satan would try to hold the person captive and to resist their attacks so that he would keep control. The Satan would keep controlling over the person, but it would not work, because as long as the person would keep calling upon Jesus and to keep fighting, I saw that on the battlefield, it was like reinforcements were released. I saw reinforcements. I saw like battle tanks. I saw like battle weapons. It was like a war. I saw weapons of warfare, like real warfare. You know, like when soldiers go into warfare, the weapons that they carry. I saw these weapons that were released in the in the war in the war zone. It was like a, a war. It was like a, a, a war um, a war plane, and I could just see weapons like tankers and you know, like huge weapons, like you know, like what what the soldiers use for war. I saw these weapons and. On the battleground, and these weapons, I could see that as the person would persist, asking the Lord to help, praying and speaking in Scripture, rebuking the enemy, speaking, I could see that the person was fighting against Satan. I could see that he was using his hand to hit Satan's face. He was hitting Satan, and that person was 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 fighting Satan. The Lord is showing me how it was. Spiritually, when you warfare, when you fight. But I could see that at the beginning of the warfare, the person was, was, was weak because what happens is when you sin, your spirit becomes weak. So as you're fighting warfare, God is fighting for you, but your spirit is just beginning to grow and beginning to become strong. It's like your spirit is still at a baby stage. Your spirit hasn't really matured, so your spirit is still gradually growing. So although you're fighting, God is your strength, but your spirit still has, has you know, still has a long way to go. Your spirit still has to grow in strength. So I could see that although they were fighting, I could see that that saint or that Christian was struggling at the beginning because at the beginning there was still sin in his heart that he needed to deal with. So although he was fighting, Satan still had a hold because there was still some sin in there. But as the battle progressed, the saint had repented more. The saint had become stronger, and the saint had actually had a voice that he could speak with. Because at the beginning, Satan was restricting restricting the the saint's voice or the saint's ability to speak. And spiritually speaking, is so much power. When you speak, it happens instantaneously. 
When you ask God to send down angels, he sends down angels. When you ask God to defeat Satan, he does it. That's the real weapon. That's where the real weapon is. Because in spiritual warfare, I would speak and I would see how demons would just fall down. They would just crumble down. Because the real ones we're fighting against are not our family members. They're not our brothers and sisters. They're the demons that are behind everything. They're the ones that are hiding behind the scene. That are, you know, they're the invisible ones that are hiding behind the scenes. Attacking and bringing havoc. And they're making you just lose focus. And, you know, you're attacking the wrong people. The ones you should really attack. It's a Satan in warfare. In battle. That's where the real battle lies. And, and the war, in warfare. In prayer. And that's where I, the Lord really wants everyone to know. That that's where you guys. That's where everyone. Everyone as a Christian has to fight. Because when Paul's writing the letter to the Ephesians. He knew. That's why he said that. Because he knows that he doesn't fight against physical flesh. He doesn't fight against people. He knows that the one he's really fighting against is Satan. Because. Jesus has shown him, and he was he was a, he was an apostle. So this was, this was something that God shown shown Paul. So this was something that was not is not supposed to be taken. You, you you can't take this revelation for granted, because if you do take it for for granted, then you're you're lacking, and you're the one that is really when you take this revelation for granted, you're allowing yourself to suffer. Because then it's going to be hard for you to hit the bullseye. Because the real strong one that is working behind the scenes is not your friend or brother or sister. They're nothing. They can't do anything. They're just, they're human. They're flesh. They can allow Satan to use them. But even if they try to do something, they can't. They can't do something as much. Because God is with you. But the one you really have to fight is really Satan. Because he's the one that is behind the scenes with all these demons, with thousands, with millions. Only God knows the amount of demons that he has. Yeah, so right now I'm going to do a prayer just to strengthen and to just encourage my brothers and my sisters to keep in warfare, to keep in prayer and fighting. Because that's where the true battle is. Because that's where you need to overcome. Because, but before that, I'd like to complete the, the, the dream that I had. And the dream... I could also see other brothers. I could see like other brothers and sisters. And I could see the spiritual state. And I could also see that if someone was not praying and constantly in warfare, spiritually they were sleeping. Spiritually they were just, um, spiritually they almost looked, you know, dead sort of. They looked really weak. They looked really bad. It was a really sad, like, really sad scene to see. When I saw other brothers and sisters that were not warfaring, but were distracted by the things of the world. In the spirit, they looked dead. They looked really pathetic. It was really sad because they were allowing laziness and other distractions of the world to keep them from doing what the Lord had called them to do. They didn't have a focus. They were just, you know, living their lives just as, you know, almost Satan was leading them to live. They were not focusing on anything. And I could see them Spirit, it was like, I was talking to them in the spirit. And in the spirit, it was like they were deaf. Because spiritually, they were deaf. Because you know how the Bible says, people have ears to hear, but they can't hear. They have eyes to see, but they can't see. I saw this in the spirit, because in my dream, I saw people that I know, brothers, brothers that, you know, that are Christian, that I know. And in the dream, I was like, in the dream, I was talking to them. 
but it was almost like they couldn't hear me. They had a mind, but they couldn't perceive. Well, like they couldn't understand me. They had eyes, but in the spirit, it looked like they were dead. Because I looked at these, the, these brother, this brother, and I was talking to him, and he was not. It was almost like he was. It was almost like I was talking to a to a zombie. He was not comprehending what I was trying to tell him. I was in battle with Satan, and I was asking him. I, I was I was in battle with Satan in a dream. And I was asking him to to fight with me, to come help me fight. And he was just there just looking at me. And he didn't even move. And he saw Satan fighting me. He saw me fighting Satan. And in the dream, when I told him, he just kept looking at me with a blank look. Like nothing was happening. And the Lord is showing me how, sin, how sad it was, how sin damages the spirit. How sin makes us so unclean and how sin makes us spiritually blind and spiritually deaf because that was exactly what he was that was how I saw him he was spiritually blind and deaf because he was not comprehending he was not understanding what I was trying to tell him because he heard my voice he heard what I was saying but it was just like he was a rock the words I said could not enter him because his spirit was blocked off due to sin and laziness he had not opened up his spirit by the word of God and, th and this is what I encourage everyone to know, that you could be physically operating, but spiritually you could be dead. And the Lord showed me how true this is in the spirit of my dream. Because I saw, I saw the person, spiritually he was dead, he was not awake. But physically he's alive and kicking. But spiritually the devil had just gotten distracting him and stealing his life. The devil was, was deceiving him. The devil was causing him to fall. Satan was causing him to stumble. Satan was causing him to do things that were not right, to do things that were not true. And he was doing these things that Satan was instructing him to do. And why was this happening? Because he was far away from God. Because he was not listening. He was not listening to God. Because he was being disobedient and he was falling away from the truth of God. The Bible says, brothers and sisters, that... that you know, narrows the way and very few find it. Very few really make it. So I encourage all of you to really do your possible best to really be one of those few that make it. Because you don't have a choice. If you, if you really, really, really... Because I tell you, brothers and sisters, what's going to happen in a tribulation and in hell, it's, it's going to be way worse than then whatever you're bearing now, whatever you're going through now, tribulation and hell is going to be worse. So whatever it takes for you to fight and to succeed and to make it to Jesus, whatever it takes for you to, to be pleasing to Jesus, do it. Do it now. Because if you're complaining that it's hard for you to do it now, then it's going to be almost impossible for you to do it then. Because then it's, the stress and the struggle is going to be so hard because if you can't do it now, even now that the Holy Spirit is still here, you can't do it, then how much more will you be able to do it when the Holy Spirit's gone? Because right now the Holy Spirit's here. There are so many Christians that are praying for the whole body of Christ. And, you know, it's, it's having an effect. Because I tell you guys, brothers and sisters, pray for, pray for your other brothers and sisters in the Lord. Pray for brothers and sisters in Christ. When you do this, it really helps 
other brothers and sisters to seek and to find the Lord. The Lord showed me that this is really important. Because the Lord, you know, He loves all of us. Because remember, the Lord would rather bless all of us and cause all of us to benefit than one person. The Lord always, because the Lord loves all of us so much, not just one of us, He loves all of His creation so much. He seeks and desires that all of us grow, that all of us get saved, that all of us repent, that all of us live a holy life, that all of us live a life that is clean and pure, a life that is spotless and that is true. The Lord desires this heart so much for all of us. So it's important to Him that as Christians we pray for our brothers and sisters, that we lack nothing. But we pray for all of our brothers and sisters. When you pray, try not to be you know, selfish in your prayers. Pray not the Holy Spirit leads you. That's why it's, it's, it's important that as a Christian, you, you, you pray in tongues too. Because when you pray in tongues, so, because you know the Bible says, as I was saying last time, that we, 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 know how, we do not know how to pray. But the Spirit, you know, makes inter intercessions through groanings. You know, that, that words cannot utter, that we can't utter. That there's a way to pray, but we don't know how to pray like that. So the Holy Spirit prays to us when we subject ourselves to Him. When we put ourselves under Him, and we allow Him to take over, He prays the way we should pray. And one thing He let me know is that He cares so much about our brothers and sisters, and He also, you know, He dies for all of us, Jesus, and He wants all of us to be saved. So it's very important that you pray for our brothers and sisters, because the Lord will answer these prayers. And these prayers will go a long way to help your other brothers and sisters that are struggling in sins that you don't even know of. Yes, yeah, so before I continue, I'm going to go ahead with the prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we humbly come before you. Oh, Father God, in this day, we pray forgive us of all of our sins. Oh, Father God, speak to us, minister through us, let your will be done. I come against every attack of Satan. I come against every work of the enemy that is trying to bring us down. Oh, Father God, your word says, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him in the name of Jesus. Father God, break every plan of Satan. Break every intention of the devil against all of us, Father God. Whatever Satan is planning and intending against your people. Oh, Father God, I ask that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that you would stop it. That, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you would break it. Father God, your word said, Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Oh, Lord, let no weapon formed against us prosper in the name of Jesus. I come against all the works of Satan planned against us with the blood of Jesus. I come against every plan of Bel and Jezebel against us with the blood of Jesus. I break every work of Satan with the blood of Jesus. I come against all the works of Satan against all of us with the blood of Jesus. Oh, Father God, I pray that you'd open up their spiritual ears to hear. Father God, all that Satan is intending, destroy it in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father God, let there be a free flow of your anointing, a free flow of your Holy Spirit, a free flow of your presence, a free flow of your glory, a free flow of your Holy Spirit. Oh, God, speak through us. Oh, God, Lord, do your work and do your will through all of us. In the name of Jesus, oh, God, let your will be done through all of us. In the name of Jesus. La rojari gaji rova, levi razim de rojim da rabarem, rabaze keto rojite rebozite, rabazite rebojatarim, lavaroke mande rebozo torobojen. I come against every work of Satan with the blood of Jesus. I rebuke every work of the enemy against us with the blood of Jesus. I come against you, Satan, with the blood of Jesus. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. O oh God, break the works of Satan against all of us, Father God. Let no weapon formed against us prosper, Father God. You 
see and you know, Lord Jesus, all that Satan is playing against us. Father, you know all the plans and all the intentions of the wicked one against us. Father, you see them all and you know them all. And Father God, I pray that in the name of Jesus you do not let them come to pass. Oh, Father God, I pray that in the name of Jesus that you send down your mighty host of angels to come and to clear the airways, O oh Lord. Father God, come to clear, come and clear our lives, O oh Lord, of all sin and of all darkness. Oh, Father God, your word says, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against them. I come against every work of Satan. I come against every work of every demon. I come against every work of every warlock and every work of every principality and every evil spirit in the name of Jesus. And I command them all to fall. By the word of God in Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, the Bible says that, Lord Jesus, your word is sharper than any double-edged sword. Oh, piercing and dividing soul and spirit. Father God, your word is living and powerful. Oh, piercing bone and marrow and a discerner of intents of the heart. Father God, I pray that in the name of Jesus that you would break all the works of Satan, Lord, against all my brothers and sisters that are listening. That, Father God, so many of them are struggling with so much evil. Lord, you see and you know them. So, Lord, I pray they break and that you deliver them right now in the name of Jesus. Open your hearts, Father God, to know your word, to know your will, and to know your truth, Father God. Help them to hold on to your spirit because there's a plan you have for them. Oh, Father God, there's an intention that you have for them. And I pray that it comes to pass in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord God Almighty, forgive them all for all their sins in the name of Jesus. Oh, I rebuke all works of Satan. I come against them all with the blood of Jesus. Oh, God, let your will be done. Oh, Lord Jesus, let your will be done. Oh, Father God, forgive all your children of all their sins. Forgive them all with the blood of Jesus that you shed wash their sins away. Oh, God, make everything new, Father God. Cause your children not to stumble, but cause them to be strengthened. In Jesus' holy name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Have your way with all of us, O God, for you know what is best. Let your will be done in all of us. In Jesus' holy name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Yes, and I want to encourage all you, my brothers and sisters, to keep preparing and to be ready because no one knows the day or the hour. But one thing is certain, that all that the Word says is true. The Word of God is true, is living and powerful. And everything that comes out of God's mouth will never return void. All that God says will happen. And as we know, God has spoken. You know, The Bible says He does nothing until He reveals His secrets and His plans to His prophets. And He's been speaking of His plans and His intentions and His secrets. He's been revealing it you know, to the world. He's been letting people know so that people are ready and people are prepared because He loves us so much. The Lord is so loving and so good and so kind. And he cares about us, and he wants us to be made ready. He wants all of us to be spotless, without wrinkle. He wants all of us to live in holiness, and he wants all of us to, you know, to be ready for all that he's about to do. He wants us to be prepared. In the last week, in, in the past week, the Lord uh, gave me a dream about. Um, I had I had a few dreams, and um, in, in the past weeks, the Lord has been giving me dreams concerning. Um, you know the the tsunami, um, the supernatural revival that's going to be released. He's been speaking to me about um, about you know how how there's going to be zombies around. He's shown me this, and he's also been talking about the revival. And he's also not not it's not just me alone. He's been showing me even even my brother. He's also been letting him know about things because he's been having dreams too. Of, of a tsunami and you know the things are about to happen of zombies and all these things are about to happen brothers and sisters these things are real the the, the tsunami 
how people are going to be turning into zombies and all these things are about to happen. These are really going to happen. These are not just people's imagination. So as you hear these things, take them to God and let the Lord confirm to you. But great events are about to happen. Great, 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 great events are about to happen. That will change the face of the earth and that will just change, you know, what the, a lot of people's destinies. It's going to change a lot, the destinies of humanity. It's going to change a lot in the coming days. So everyone, just keep preparing and keep being ready because these things are about to happen. A while ago, I had a dream, and in this dream, I saw that um, we were in a place, and I saw there were zombies. I saw, I saw, I saw that you know zombies were there. People had already turned into zombies, and I saw that everyone was trying to hide away, you know, trying to hide and trying to escape from the zombies. And everyone had, you know, was, you know, desperately looking for food and packing food, because you know, in, in that time, you know, everyone knows that you're not, you know, it's like there is so much fear and so much panic around, you know, it's everywhere. Everyone's panicking, you know, explosions, everything everywhere. There's scattering. Everyone's just, there's just a scatter. There's panic. There's fear. People are going around. People are afraid and. I saw that some people had gathered, you know, some Christians might meet other Christians and they might gather. Because that's what I saw. I saw that some Christians had gathered with other people that I think were also Christians too. And what had happened was, you know, they were together and they had found this place. And that place was like a store, like, oh, like a convenience store, like a store, like a food store. And, you know, the people had, had had hid themselves in a food store. And, you know, they were they were hiding. And it was like, I don't know, it was like they were hiding because in the dream, um, I had a dream a while ago, but it looked like in the dream, at a certain time, the zombies were going to come out. I'm not, I'm not sure why. I'm not really exactly sure why. But it looked like they were hiding and they were, the, the, the people that, had, that were surviving, it looked like, the Lord is just was showing me how things were going to be like around the time where the zombies were, where people were going to be turned into zombies. I could see that there was, at a certain time, these zombies were going to come out. These zombies were going to come out and, you know, they were going to attack and, you know, just, you know, do the evil things that all zombies do, eating people and just biting people and, you know, really killing people. And so I saw that pe people were hiding, the, the the people that had met each other, like um, a certain group of people, they had gathered in a place, or like a food store that was still open, but, you know, no one was there, and there were just the people that had gathered, and they were eating all that they could, and, you know, they, they were eating, and they were gathering, and they were in that place. And they knew that very soon they were going to move out of where they were, because they knew that they couldn't be there for long, because they knew that very soon the zombies were going to come into that place and they were going to get attacked. So they, they found that food store, but they knew to be there for only a while. Because after a while, they would have to leave because they knew that after a while, zombies were going to find them and come there. And they would have to leave, they would, they would have to leave because they didn't want to you know, face the zombies. So that's what the Lord is showing me, how, how things are going to be in the days to come. Where it's like you won't even you won't necessarily be able to have a stable place and you won't have a peace of mind because you'll always have to be on the run 
If you find a, a place of hiding, you know that you can't stay there for long. If you find a place to hide, you know you will know that let's say in the next the next day or the next few hours, you'll have to leave. And if you find a place, you know you're gonna desperately pack all the food and all that you can, just so that you could survive. And the Lord of Shemu is gonna be a very very unpleasant way to live. It's gonna be a very hard way to live, because can you imagine how it's gonna be for those that are pregnant, those that are old. Those that are, um, you know, those those that are are, are are sick, it's going to be hard for them to keep moving. And, you know, they're just going to be left to the ground. And, you know, whatever's going to happen to them is, is, is it's, the Lord is showing me it's, you know, it's, it's going to happen unless, you know, God intervenes. That's why one has to repent now and see God now. So that now, because now, because now, let's say you're sick, you're old, you're pregnant. If you hold on to God, if you stick to God, you'll go home in the rapture. And whatever pain that you're experiencing now, it, it won't be anywhere near the pain you'll experience in the days to come. Because in the days to come, the pain you experience, it's going to be so hard. Because now, there's still, there's still some peace. Although, maybe there's not peace everywhere. The level of peace we have now is, is way better than what we're going to be experiencing in in the in the tribulation, or you know, in the birth pains that that we're experiencing right now as it's progressing, everything is intensifying, and there's such an increase in sin and darkness. So things are going to be very horrible. So especially if you're someone that, let's say, I don't know, that's incapacitated or injured, or or let's say, pregnant or weak in any way. I encourage you, this is going to be the best time you have. This is the best chance you have to seek God. This is going to be the best chance you have to give all you have to the Lord. Because after this time that you have, you just won't be able to really make it then. Because then, though, I could see that I was only, you know, everyone that I saw was like, you know, you need to be able to, you need to, you need to be able to walk. You need to have strength. You need to be able to walk. You need to be able to run. You need to have strength. You need to, um, you know, pack some food and, you know, be very smart and be on the go and be hiding and seeking God. And and even now, if, if let's say, with all this peace and all the blessing that the Holy Spirit is pouring out, if you still can't see God, then how much hard, harder is it going to be for you in the days to come? That's why, for everyone, I encourage you all, brothers and sisters, Take advantage of this time that you have now to seek the Lord and to put the Lord first. Because in all the dreams that I've been having, it's 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 not it's 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 never good. The tribulation it's never good. It's it's always really bad for everyone. So please do don't 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 be left here. Don't be left behind because things are really going to be really bad. Yes, I'm going to continue with the next dream. And the next dream I had it was that dream was. But one thing I saw was mainly about the tsunami, though. But I also saw how the Lord was really upset. But I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start it up. In this dream, um, from what I could remember, it was like we were all in this place. We we're all like everyone was, you know, in the world. You know, it was was just living their regular, normal, daily life. And then suddenly, it was time for something to happen. And I'm not sure exactly what it was, but then supernatural things started happening. It was almost like people were just moving 
People could, like, move through walls. In a dream, that's what I could remember. People could, you know, move through walls. And people could do things that they they could not normally do with with the capability or with the ability they had right now as 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 you know as humans. You know, they couldn't do that right now. But in the days to come, I could see that people could move through walls and they could just move you know, they could just do anything. They could just do supernatural things. They were just moving up and down through floors and they would just go through the ground floor. They would just go through the walls and it was like they were just moving. Like they could they could move. It was almost like they were moving like like spirit. They were just moving in a very special way. And I saw this. I saw that they were just moving. And after this and then after this, I saw that um after I saw these things, I'm I'm not sure if it was after or before, but around this time when people were moving with supernatural power, I saw that what had happened was every single person, you know, God had given them gift or talent. Or had given them a certain, you know, ta- um, capability or ability to do something to serve, or a, or an ability or capability to serve to serve him with. And I could see that every single person that had not used what God had given to them, or every single person that had not made the best with the time and the gift and the talents that God had given to them, or everyone that had not you know, worked, you know, with the talent that God had given to them or multiplied the talent that God had given to them. They were all, all, you know, brought before the Lord. And in the dream, I saw Father God. He was not happy. And I saw Father God and the Son, Jesus. And it was like, it was a judgment time. And I could see that all those people that had not done the best with what God had given them, you know, had not, you know, um, made the best use of the gifts and abilities God had given them. I could say they were all brought before God and, you know, their judgment was, they were all going to be really punished for what they had done. They were all going to be punished for what they had done. And I could see that a tsunami was, I could see that the father was so upset and he was going to release something so huge and then doing that's how the Lord is letting me understand and I saw Jesus and Father and I knew that a tsunami was happening and I saw that in the tsunami Father God was in control and Jesus was in control and this tsunami that is coming is I saw I saw Jesus was in the air Father God looked so huge he looked like the the, the 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 greatest being he looked so gigantic I couldn't even comprehend his full size he was so big father god and he was and he and he looked similar to jesus but i could tell that father god looked like the father form of jesus but in in a dream that's how father god let, let me that's how I, I could perceive both of them i could see both of them but father god looked really big and jesus looked like like you know a human sized man except he was like standing in the air like he was flying. But Father God was huge and it looked like he was sitting, you know, like sitting on a throne. And he was huge. And I could see that due to this, because people had not used what God has given them, people were disobedient and people had lived their lives however they wanted. 
Father God was bringing a judgment. I could see the tsunami was coming, and it was all Father God's fault. The tsunami that's coming, uh, I want you guys to know that the judgments that are coming, it's it's God's plan. God's the one that's allowing these things to happen. You know, God doesn't do anything without revealing a secret to his prophets. And God's the one that is in control of the cosmos. He's in control of the whole universe. And the tsunami that is coming, the Lord showed me this so clear in the dream that he's the one that is bringing it. It's not Satan that is bringing this, but God is bringing this. And he showed me that it's going to come. Because and I keep getting dreams, and, I, and the Lord keeps showing me persistently that the tsunami... And all these events, they will happen. Like, nothing is going to change them. They will happen. Because there are some people that are not repenting. Some are repenting. Those that are repenting, they will escape. But there's a huge number of people that are still not repenting. That's why this shaking will happen. The Lord could delay. The Lord could extend the time of these events. You know, God could do whatever He wants. He could bring it any time. But one thing the Lord has really shown me that it, is, it will come. These events will happen. Like, He's put it so strong in my spirit in a way that nothing could just... I know these things are coming because the Lord has shown me that they're coming. And although people are repenting, those that repent, when He's shown that when people repent, it doesn't mean the judgment's not coming. It means that they're going to be saved and they're not going to be you know, destroying God's wrath. You're going home in the rapture. And even if you die in God's wrath, you're going to you're still going to heaven. But if if you repent, it doesn't necessarily mean that the judgment is is not come. Of course God could do whatever he wants. But the Lord has shown me that with what's happening, those that repent, they'll be go they'll escape the judgment. But the judgment is still coming because it ha it has to happen. So no one knows the day or the hour. I don't know when it's coming. The Lord gives me dreams and in these dreams I see times, I see like, sometimes in the dreams I could see like, it could be at a certain season. But the thing is, only God really knows. I'm only saying, the, I'm only telling of the dreams that I get, but God is in control of everything. God could still, God, God could decide it to come, God, God could allow it to happen the way I saw it in my dream. But he could let it happen, you know, either this year or next year, only he knows only he knows how exactly things are going to go. Because in my dream, even of the earthquake, I did see that there was no snow. And and it could happen when there's no snow. But only God knows what time it is. Because it could happen this year before the snow happens. Or it could even happen next year before the snow happens. Or it could happen the year after next year before the snow happens. So I just want everyone to know this, that God is in control. And maybe you could give me a clue that this could happen when there's no snow. But even that, I still don't even know the year it happened. Because snow falls every year. And if and it's like, and in the dreams, I could see. Because in the dreams, when I do see the judgments, I, I, I didn't really, when I saw the judgments, maybe the Lord, maybe the Lord just didn't want, want to show me snow for some other reason. But in this dream, again, when I saw the tsunami was about to happen, I I still didn't really see any snow. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna happen. I'm not remember. I'm not. I'm not saying the year, but it because I don't know when it's happening. But it could happen any time when there's no snow. But you know that's just what I think because of the dreams that I have received. But then again, the Lord could easily change anything because the Lord does whatever He wants. He could let it come any time. 
But for me, like in these dreams I had, when I saw these events happening, there were no, there were no snow. So I'm just telling the dreams as I had. When I saw the earthquake, there was no snow. And when I saw the tsunami, there was no snow. These, this is how I saw it. But I'm not saying it's necessarily going to happen. Because remember, I don't know what year it is. and I don't Because remember, no one knows the timing of it. But I'm delivering the dream I had, that in the dream there was no snow. So the Lord could decide to change his mind. And maybe next year, he decides to bring it in the snow. Only God knows what he's going to do. I really don't know exactly what he's going to do. But one thing he has shown me is this, that tsunami and judgment is coming because I keep getting dreams of judgment. I keep getting dreams of tsunami. And it's, it's not just me. Even my brother gets, even even my, my brothers and other brothers and sisters keep getting dreams of judgment that are coming. And he also had a dream of tsunami that was coming. And when it was coming, he said he saw that he was in the airport. He didn't remember everything. But the Lord keeps telling me about tsunami and I know it's coming, and I saw the tsunami come, and and I saw that it was going to it was judgment. God, it was a judgment on those that had defiled their garments, those that had not, had not had made the best use of what God had given to them. And you know, God could decide to let the tsunami come anytime. I I don't know when it's coming, and neither do you. We all don't know. But, you know, God doesn't want us to really focus on the time because it's his job to determine when it comes. Our job is to be ready every day. Our job is to be ready every day. But I'm just, you know, telling the dream I had the way I saw. When I saw the tsunami, there was no snow, but but that's just a dream I had. You know, every every year there's times when snow falls and snow doesn't fall. So it could happen any time. It could happen any year. It could happen. God could let it happen this year or next year or the year after next year. Only God knows what, exactly what time it's coming. But I just want you to focus on being ready because only God knows the timing of these events. Because that's one thing God has really shown me, that the timing of these events, they're all in his hands. Everything that happens and that is going to happen, God is the one that is in control. And he determines it. So the best thing to do is just to be in God and just to trust in God. Because one thing he has let me know is that they will happen. Because, because you know, if you keep having dreams constantly over and over and over again, then the Lord is telling you that these events will happen. Like the story of Joseph. When you have dreams repeatedly, then the Lord is telling you that that thing will happen no matter what. So I've had the dreams of judgment repeatedly. So I know the Lord is telling me that these judgments, they're going to happen no matter what. Because one, he sh- he, sh- he showed me in his word that everything he says will happen. And nothing he says will return to him void. And the Lord has spoken these judgments in the book of Revelation. He's spoken these things in his word. So that's one way I know that they're also going to happen but about the timing, no one knows. But we know they're going to come. So everyone, I just want you to just focus on Jesus and focus on being ready. Focus on being filled with the love of God. Focus on being filled with the peace of God. Focus on your spirit. Because once these things happen, I could see it was instantaneous. People didn't have any time to prepare when it started. When it starts, it starts. When judgment starts, like when it's time for... It's like when you go to a courtroom and you're being judged. You don't have time to change what you've done. 
you're judged there and therefore you already have done. So that's how it's going to be. When the judgments are falling, everyone's going to be judged for what they have already done, not what they're going to do. So um, I want you to know that the judgment that's coming, it's going to be based on what everyone has already done. So change your lives right now. Right now is the time. Right now is the time you have to change. You know, the things you've done, the mistakes you've made, you know, the things you've done that you should not have, right now is the time you have. Make the best use of it because you're not going to get a lot more chances in the days to come because no one knows the amount of time we have left. Only God really knows. And, and we know it's soon. Jesus is coming very, very soon because he's confirmed this to his children. And he keeps giving me dreams of letting me know how soon it is, how soon it is, and how soon it is. And he lets me know that these things are about to happen. He keeps showing me that tsunami is about to happen. And in the dream, I see it happening. And in the dream, there's no snow. It looks like a regular day. It looks like any time when there's no snow. But I'm not saying it's going to happen when there's no snow. I'm just saying I had the dream when there's no snow. So God can let it happen when there's no snow. Or he could decide to do something else he wants. But in my dreams, that's, that's how it looks to me. When I saw the earthquake, there was no snow. So only God really knows whether it's going to happen, whether there's no snow or not. But for now, those are the, I'm just explaining the dreams I had in detail, the way the Lord gave me. Because, because I mean, if the, if the Lord does speak, He does want you to deliver the message exactly as He gives it. So that was what I saw. So everyone, just keep preparing. So you don't know when it is, and and you don't know when it's going to happen. So prepare. Every day, every second, because as I said, only God knows the day, he knows the year, and he knows the hour, and only God knows the time. So, everyone, just keep preparing. Do all you can to be ready. Just prepare every single day. Every single day, be ready, because God could do anything. Because there's so many judgments that are coming, God could let anything happen, anytime. Because remember, there's still floods, there's still hurricanes, there's still tsunamis that are still, you know, there's still um, tornadoes and volcanic eruptions. So many judgments that can happen, that are waiting to happen. And the Lord showed me that these things are ready to happen. They're ready to happen. Because I saw a while ago in my prayers that the angels that are going to bring the judge, that are going to bring, you know, the plagues and the destructions and the storms and, you know, God's wrath. In my dreams, I could see that they were ready. So, you know, heaven is ready. God is ready to do all these things. It's us that, 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 that need the readiness, that need to prepare. So I encourage all of you to really, really focus. Try hard. Do all you can to prepare. Do all you can to be ready. Do all you can to, to focus on, you know, the will of God for you and the plan of God for you. Because these events, they're coming. They're coming, they're coming. And God is going to use all of us in such a great and mighty way. Because the Lord has been also letting me know about the revival, that it's real and it's going to happen. But we need to be ready in the transformation. All these things are real things that are going to happen. Because I'm having other brothers also have, they're having dreams about, because one brother told me a dream he had. And he said in his dream, what he saw was, he said he saw something about 
four planets or something. He wasn't sure. And then he said after that, he saw um, he saw that um, there was a glow. Like he said, he saw that I was changed, and then my body was just glowing. And then he said he saw that demons had also sort of changed. There was a transformation, and demons had also manifested, and you could also see the demons. And he was telling me, yes, and he said he could see how the demons had manifested physically, and you could see the demons. He was telling me that's what he saw. So I encourage all of you to know that these things really will happen um, because the Lord is confirming it to other people too. So take it to the Lord and the Lord will confirm to you. There's going to be a tsunami that's going to happen. There's going to be a veil that's going to break. There's going to be a transformation. People will begin to glow. And there's also going to be demons that will manifest physically out of hell. And you'll be able to see them and they'll be able to touch you. It's r Real serious things will happen. So I encourage you, just keep seeking the Lord. Just keep obeying the words of God and take the word of God very, very serious. And everything that God tells you, do your best to obey. Do your best to comply with instructions that the Lord gives you. Don't put yourself first. Don't think you know best. Don't necessarily do what you think is best or don't do what you want. But always do all you can to do what God wants. Do what is pleasing to God. Because only God knows the future and God only God knows how to prepare you for what is about to happen. So you need to let God prepare you as you should be prepared. And the Lord also wants His people to really focus on praying and to know a lot because because and to know a lot because there's the Bible says for lack of knowledge my people perish. The Lord wants his children to really ask him and to seek him for knowledge and wisdom. Because the Bible says if anyone lacks, they should ask and God will freely give. So the, so a lot of people lack a lot of wisdom and knowledge that they should know right now. I mean, we think we know something, but we don't know anything. All of us don't, because there's so much that the Lord wants us to know, but but right now we, we don't know because sometimes to, to receive certain knowledge and certain wisdom, sometimes your spirit needs to be prepared, your spirit needs to be ready. You need to seek the Lord to a certain level. You need to pray to a certain level so that you can receive all these things. So I encourage all of you to be ready and to put the Lord first and to do all you can. Because that is the most important thing. Because the, because a certain sister, the Lord told her, the Lord showed her all of her life. And, you know, she had, you know, the, the regular life. You know, she had the, the life of, you know, like just, a, you know, a regular person. She she was a good person. And, you know, she had, you know, her high school diploma. You know, I think she even graduated from college. She did everything right. And when the Lord was watching her life with her, you know, what the Lord showed her was this, that all those things that she had done, the only thing that really mattered to the Lord was the good deeds that she did, the laws of God that she obeyed, how much love she showed to people, how much holiness that, you know, she she she, she lived, how holy she lived. Um, how loving she was to God, how obedient she was to the laws of God. The Lord is letting her know that although she had achieved and required, you know, the school diploma, she had, you know, everything, she had the money and everything, the Lord is showing her that it wasn't important to her, to him. Because the Bible says that if you gain the whole world, 
you know, it's it's not worth it to lose your own soul and to gain a whole world. It's not worth it at all. It's because gaining the things of this world, having a diploma and, you know, being at the best college, I'm not saying these are bad things that you shouldn't do. Do them as as God leads you to. But life doesn't end there. It should not be a priority because you can have all the money in the world and you'll, you'll still go to hell. You could have the diploma, you could have the degree and have the best paying job. And it doesn't mean you're going to heaven. It doesn't mean that at all. It doesn't mean that at all. There's things that are more important than others that God has placed higher than others, like your spiritual life. That's where it's really important. But, you know, this is where it is. The spiritual life is, is sort of invisible because you can't see them with your physical with your physical eyes. But that's where the truth lies. That's where things are really, that's where like the control room is. That's where everything is is, and that's where your life is is determined, and that's where the most important time part of your life is in the spiritual realm. And you need to tap into your. You need to become spiritual. That's the way that you can. You know that's that's the that's the only way that you know you can really make it to heaven because that's what God has said. Because Jesus said, "They that will worship God will worship in spirit and truth." You need the Holy Spirit to go home to heaven, and the Holy Spirit is a spirit. You need to get accustomed to knowing that you need to change your earthly thinking. You, you, like a lot of people are too based off of their worldly earthly thinking, and that's not good. Because remember, the earth, the ways of the earth, they're carnal and they're temporary. They're temporary. They're just for a while. They're going to crumble into dust and disappear again. But the spirit is eternal. So you need to get accustomed to the ways of the Spirit. You need to know that God is Spirit and you need to worship God in Spirit and in truth. You need to obey. You need to, you know, worship God in a mature way and let the Holy Spirit lead and guide you. Some people don't really like that, but it's sometimes it's because of fears, because of demons deceiving them, it's because of so many other things. That's why as Christians we have to pray. That's why as Christians we have to, it's very important that we pray for the whole body of Christ. We pray for all our brothers and sisters in Christ. Because so many things are going on that we need to know and understand that we don't we don't really know. We need to ask God for wisdom so that God could teach us exactly what he wants us to do and what he wants us to know. Because in the dream, I was, I was fighting Satan and I was speaking against him and I was rebuking him. And in the battle, I saw that the Lord sent help. And I saw how tracked, I, I was like, I saw like war, like ammunition. I saw ammo. I saw like the Lord send down a lot of strength and a lot of help. And with the Lord, with the, the Lord fighting for me, I overcame, the Lord defeated Satan for me. And after the Lord overcame Satan for me, I woke up that dream, I woke up after the dream, and I felt so good and so wonderful I felt so much joy, so much happiness. I felt like a weight had been lifted off of me. And that dream translated physically because in the dream, the Lord helped me to overcome Satan because I kept speaking the word of God, you know, by the blood of the Lamb, you know, they overcame you, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And, you know, you, I spoke these words. That's why it's very important to know the word of God and to speak the word because the words of God, they're truth, they're life. They're like a double-edged sword. They pierce into wall things. They're able to cut through 
And they're able to cut through all darkness and cut through all sin and cut and remove and destroy, you know, what Satan wants and what Satan has planned and what Satan wants to happen. The Word of God is able to cut and to destroy all that so that what God has for you, you will be able to receive. And as I was speaking God's Word, these things happened and manifested. And I could see that physically, when I woke up after defeating Satan in the dream, I didn't defeat him. The Lord defeated Satan for me in the dream. I could see that I felt so better, so much better. I felt like fear in me had left, like because I already know that I've already defeated you, Satan. So there's nothing to, there's nothing to fear, because the Lord let me know. The Lord defeated Satan for me, and the Lord put that strength in me because I had to fight Satan, and the Lord overcame him for me in, in the dream I had, because the Lord is my strength. Because the Lord is your strength if you believe in Him, and and if you ask Him for strength, He becomes your strength. And, you know, the Lord will make you an overcomer if you keep persevering. But the Lord showed me that it's very important that His children go into warfare. A lot of people take it for granted. They're like, well, the Lord has angels protecting us. Or they say, well, if you rebuke Satan in one word, he's going to leave. So there's no reason for you to do warfare. Some people really, like, they, they have misconceptions about warfare. They don't really understand the importance of warfare. But I tell you, warfare... It's so, so important. A lot of things that you're experiencing in your life, a lot of things you're going through in your life today, it's as a result of lack of warfare. Because there are some things that are just not known. Some things you're experiencing. It's just because demons are letting them happen in your life. And you need to war against these demons and put them in their place. And tell these demons to leave you alone. And you need to get these demons. You need to knock them out with the word of God. You need to get these demons out of your life by warfaring so that they leave, so that you're free. Because once these, because these demons, they have a grip on people. When you open your life to sin or when you make certain mistakes or things happen and you fall or stumble, these demons, they dive in at the least opportunity to take advantage of whatever opening that you provide. And when they do, they don't want to leave. So they just keep pressing in and, and, and keep making you know that stronghold they have on you tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter every day. So you have to warfare every day because there's always demons that are attacking every single day. They don't ever stop. There's demons that hide and listen and want to, you know, they, they, they sort of like, they're like spies for Satan. They're just watching God's children, looking for the best time to attack. And, you know, they spy on God's children's to study God's children so that they know how they are. Because, you know, they don't know everything. So Satan doesn't know everything. Satan doesn't know about us. So what he does is he sends spies, and these demons will watch us as Christians. And they'll watch what we do and how we do it. And then they send reports to, to hell. They send reports to Satan. So Satan has an idea of how how you know we are and how we live so that he knows the exact spot. He knows our weaknesses. So Satan knows how to attack us. Because Satan just come and he can't come to attack anyhow because if he doesn't, you know, attack well then he's going to miss. He also has to strategically plan. He has to know how we are, where we go, how we live, what we say, the sins we struggle with, our weaknesses. And he attacks us at our weaknesses so that we fall, so that he gets a good hit. So because of that you always have to if you know you have a weakness, never expose it to Satan. Always, if you have a weakness, the best thing you could do is always to ask the Lord to turn that weakness into a strength, into prayer, and ask the Lord to always cover that weakness. 
And one way you can really cover up that weakness is totally submitting to God and surrendering to God. Because the Word of God says, Submit to God and resist the enemy and he'll flee from you. The first part is submitting to God. If you resist Satan without submitting to God, Satan's not. It's like if you resist him without submitting to God, he's not going to leave. Because, let me explain it to you. If you resist Satan, but yet you haven't submitted to God, your doors are still open. Satan's not leaving because he has rights to, to be there. Because this is what, because in the dream, the Lord showed me that when people are living in sin, they give Satan legal rights. Like some people will live in fornication, but they, it's almost like you have opened your doors to sin. You've opened the doors to hell, but yet you're telling the demons not to come in. That's how it's like. When you do that, um, I'm telling you, the demons will still be able to come because there's still a door open. They still have a right. They can still come in because of your sins and your up because you're not doing as you're saying, because you're being a hypocrite. Because the hypocrites just deceive themselves. And hypocrites are people that don't submit to God, but yet sometimes will try to resist the enemy. And people that do that, when you're doing that, are being a hypocrite. You're not really being true to yourself. Because you know what you're doing is wrong. You know you're sinning, but yet you're not repenting. You're still sinning, but yet you're expecting to go to heaven. Or yet you're expecting not to go to hell. Yet you're expecting... You're expecting to... Um, you know, to go to heaven. You're you're expecting not to get attacked. You're expecting to say, devil, don't attack me, and you expect the devil to really listen. Well, it's like the name of Jesus has power. When you speak the name of Jesus, it will happen. So when you believe the name of Jesus, it will happen. But the thing is that it's only going to be for a while because as long as that door is open and you haven't submitted to, you haven't submitted to God, even if you rebuke Satan and he leaves, he's always going to be able to come back into you because you have an open door. When you do that, it's not, it's not really true. You're not being a true Christian. Because you need to close the doors. You need to have nothing to do with Satan. Because it's not, as, because when you do that, it's not true. And it's like you're not well balanced. Because it's like you're deceiving yourself. Because you're living in sin, disobeying God, doing what God tells you not to do. But yet you expect God, you know, to protect you and to keep you safe and to... To take it to heaven, because the word of God doesn't do that. It, it doesn't work like that. You have to live according to God's word and have to live according to God's will. You have to be fully surrendered to God. You have to give everything to God. You have to, you know, you don't just give God part of your life. You give God everything. Because it's like you're giving God 5%, but you expect, you expect God to give you 100%. No, it doesn't work like that. You give God 100% so that you can receive 100% because, because you know, um, you receive exactly as you sow. Because what we reap is exactly what you've sown. So you have to really make sure that you don't live the life of a hypocrite, that you really close all those doors and you really try to live holy, humble, and obedient and be pleasing to God. And because because what happens is if you're living sin and you're rebuking the devil, it's like it's almost like you're not. It's like you don't even. It's like you don't really mean what you're doing, and there's not even faith behind it. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's like you're living in sin, but yet 
it's like you know what you're doing is wrong, but yet you're still doing it. But then you, you're still, you know, talking against the devil. When you're doing that, people like that, Satan doesn't really bother to attack them because Satan knows they're already in hell. Like Satan's already got your soul because you're not going to heaven as a hypocrite. So people like that is like if you do that, you're not going to heaven. It's like it's like what you're doing. There's no substance in it. That's why it's very important to worship God with all your heart, because you're either in it with all your heart or we're just part of it. Because you're either surrendering totally to God or not. You're either holy or unrighteous. There's no in between. A lot of people like to serve God the way they want, but there there can be a gray area. The gray will disappear. It really will. And it's very painful because a lot of because the painful thing about all this that the Lord's I mean I'm I'm grateful but it's gonna hurt a lot of people. It's gonna hurt seeing people being thrown into fire, people being left behind. It's gonna hurt to see people being destroyed in God's wrath because of their hypocrisy and their disobedience. Hypocrisy is a great sin, and you know when when Satan asks his demons to go attack, he tells them not to bother with the hypocrites because they're already his. You know, Satan says they're his. Because those people, Satan could easily hit them and bring them into hell anytime soon. But Satan's just waiting for the right opportunity. Because those people, they're not giving their life to God. So God is not their master. Satan's your master. You're either fully to God or not to God. So in everything that you do, and all that you do, do it to give glory to God. And when you worship God, Try your best to give Him all of your heart. Give Him all of your soul and all of your surrender. Give everything you have to God. Put God first. Do all you can to please God. And He will reward you. Because He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. So when you worship God, don't worship God like a hypocrite. Because as I said, that is just a waste. Because when you do that, you're still going... We don't really get anything. All those people that do that, they still end up in hell. So when you worship God, worship God in a way that you know will please Him. Because God has such a great reward for us. Because when you give God your all, God gives you so much. He He blesses you so much. He protects you so much. He gives you so much. So when you worship God, trust in Him and, and, and put all of your heart in Him. Don't just give God part of your heart. Give Him everything. Put him first so that you could also get the best out of it. Because if you don't, then you're not really understanding the condition that God wants you to be in as a bride. And you're not really making it as a bride. Because the bride is a bride that has their whole heart for God. And that's why God is going to let these shakings happen so that a lot of people become ready. And you know, so they can go home in the rapture. Because God seeks that so many souls are saved. So just remain sticking to God's word. Just remain living holy and humble and pleasing to God. Because great things are about to happen. Because great revivals are coming. God is going to restore his people. He's going to He's going to do great new things that we've not even seen or experienced before. As spoken of um, in by the prophet, you know, Zechariah, in Zechariah 9, from 9. I'm going to talk about a few things the Lord showed me there that will be happening. It says, Rejoice, rejoice, people of Zion. Shout for joy, you people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He comes triumphant and victorious and humble and riding on a donkey, 
on a colt, the foal of a donkey, the Lord says, I will remove the war chariots from Israel and take the horse, the horses from Jerusalem, and bows used in battle will be destroyed. Your king will make peace among the nations. He will rule from sea to sea, from the river of Euphrates to the ends of the earth. And here the Lord is telling us, you know, of He's. I mean, as I when I read the Bible, the Lord really speaks to me about His word in so many different ways. And what He was showing me here that this is also symbolizing, you know, the coming of our Lord and you know the future that we're going to be, the future we're going to be in with our Lord Jesus. There's not going to be any war, and there's not going to be fighting. There's going to be peace. He's coming for us. Jesus is coming for us. And Jesus, you know, He wants us to live every day rejoicing, really happy, knowing that, you know, He's coming for us. Because it is such a blessing and it is such a privilege knowing that God has chosen us to become His bride. And sometimes the Lord lets me feel, um, you know, the, 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 the joy and expectation of knowing that you're the bride of Christ. Words can't explain how I feel. Sometimes when the Lord lets me feel, the, the feeling I get I have inside it's so great. It's so tremendous. It is so amazing. Sometimes I can't even describe. It's so great. And I want you guys to know that it's such a blessing. It's a very, very tremendous blessing to be called to be the bride of Jesus Christ. Words can't describe describe how sometimes, because sometimes I feel the Lord, sometimes the Lord takes me to heaven. I could feel it in my heart. I could see how Jesus is so happy that we're his bride and he's so happy and he's really excited too that we've been chosen as his bride and he is so happy. And I and I feel and I feel the spirit and the expectation of the bride as as his bride. And I feel how much and I feel the joy and the happiness that one day we're going to meet Jesus and, and we're not just going to visit him, we're going to have a grand party with him and after we're going to live with him forever and ever. And we're always going to be able to see him. That, that's just like, that feeling is just so amazing. That feeling or that emotion that the Lord, the Holy Spirit lets me experience is just so amazing. Knowing how serious this is, that we're going to be the bride of Jesus. Because remember, in heaven, not everyone is the bride of Jesus. There's saints, there's angels, there's, there's different groups of People in heaven. There's there's so many different groups. There's so many people in heaven, but there's very few that are chosen to be the true bride of Christ. Because if you look at it this way, and you know, in the world, only God knows how long the world has been existing for. Only God really knows how long this world's been existing for. And there's been so many people that have, you know, there's lived and gone. So you can imagine the amount of people on earth that have lived and gone. But it is only us that the Lord chose to become his bride. So many prophets, so many so many children of God that came and lived. Even the Bible the Bible that we have doesn't even record everything that happened in the past. So much more happened that we don't even have and you know in this regular Bible that we have. So much more happened that we don't even know. But of all the times and all of all the people that lived on earth it is us that God chose to become the wife of Jesus Christ, the wife of the Lamb. Can you see how great of a blessing this is? 
this is such a great blessing. Sometimes I just can't wrap my mind around it enough. It's such a great blessing. It is such a special blessing to be called to be the the bride. And to always be with, you know, Jesus. It's such a special blessing. And I encourage all of you guys to take with all you have because so many people lived and spoke and prophesied of this time and they didn't even get to experience it. So many people, the Lord showed them this time. When you read the Bible, so many prophets, the Lord showed them, you know, um, about this time, about the rapture that's going to happen, the catching away, and about how God is going to select people to be his bride and how people are going to be transformed. The Lord sh showed this to people, but not all of them experienced it. So many people have known this to happen, but they didn't experience it. It's only been a few that experienced it. It is only us that the Lord has allowed to really experience these things that he spoke of that were to, that were to happen in the future that he spoke of so many years ago in the past. Can't you see how true this is? How true this is? Because the same Holy Spirit in us that is revealing this thing to us now, that same Holy Spirit... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.